everybody, and welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark. Across the table from me, as usual. Travis Vogt. And uh, over here uh, to my left, mm. Caddy Corner. Yeah. Caddy Corner, the Caddy Corner man. The Caddy Corner. The Caddy Corner man. I'm in the that's Caddy right. Corner. Matt Lynch, that's me. That's him in the Caddy Corner. Yeah. That's, that's him in the Caddy Spotlight. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, weird Al, yeah. Weird Al, eat your heart out. Here we go. <clears throat> this is... Ugh. That's fun stuff. We have fun here. Movie references. That was a parody of a, that was like a song parody there. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. REM. They're dead now, right? They're dead in a plane crash. They all were assassinated last week. It's tragic news. By Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe did it. He's got a solo career now. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you guys anymore. <laughs> that was a solid Michael Stipe, by the way. Thank you. Thank solid you. impression of a gun with a silencer on it as well. Thank you. We and got a lot of practice. Kevin's I do, I coming mean, out of the gate with the <laughs> with a Michael Stipe and a gun impression. People <laughs> really liked the Demi Moore thing this week. This last episode, we yes, did. we no. did. Uh, we did a Demi Moore impression. I don't think it's going to be able to there come up. There won't be any Demi Moore impressions <clears throat> this round. I'm not going to force it either. But we, we we'll get another chance to do Demi Moore. <laughs> so we got, what do we got? I mean, stuff? we got some Edward Norton ahead of us. Oh well, this, this week I, I, I'm sorry to say, everybody, this is going to be shitty Southern accent, a palooza. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Uh, two of these two movies of feature oh, three of them feature no, three shitty. of them. Three, all three of them feature all three shitty, of them. shitty uh, yeah. Southern accents. Oh God, you're right. Connick, oh, no. Connick Norton and Pitt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and they're yeah. all. Wait, I don't know where Edward Norton's from. Brad Pitt's from Missouri. So. Edward Norton's from his fucking own ass. <laughs> yeah, Edward Norton, born in his own ass. He was born out of Jesus. his own ass. Got an Oscar nomination in it. Nineteen seventy nine. Never head. stopped. Never stopped. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. is actually he's motherless. From he's motherless. Motherless Brooklyn. Harry Connick mm. Jr. was born on the Bayou, though. That's, yeah, that's legit. Yeah, he was born in an alligator's yeah. mouth. Alligator's mouth. Yeah, his mom was well, <laughs> while was, she was pregnant was, was eaten by an alligator. He was raised belly. by crawdads. Lived, raised by crawdads. Boys out of an alligator. The only movie he was ever allowed to watch was Cape Fear. So that's the only way he knows how to talk is he does his De Niro impression from Cape Fear. What happened to Harry Connick Sr.? Who? I mean. He's still, that's that's a terrible there story. Ever a still, legend, that's a really terrible legend story. Legend has it he still haunts the bayous to this very day. <laughs> right, exactly. You he, hear the sound of his his pained wail. You know the movie Swamp Thing? Biography of Harry Connick Sr. Yeah, Harry, oh, that's shit, Harry Connick Sr. Yeah. yeah, okay. Boy, He's I the Swamp you, Thing. I want you to learn how to play the piano, boy. <laughs> You're going to be every old lady's favorite piano boy. You see, we were talking about other, oh, Pappy, other, other movies no to do. We were talking about doing Peony. Heaven's Prisoners. Earlier this week, we're, we're gonna do, we're gonna get to Heaven's Prison. Yeah, I mean, uh, but if you want to talk about a movie that's got some ridiculous Cage and Nolan's accents, Ugh. Alec Baldwin's doing one in that movie. It I is did not know fucking that. amazing. Okay, well, we'll he get... plays he plays a drunk ex cop. It's one hundred percent like that. He plays a drunk ex cop named Dave Robichaux. <laughs> And uh, and he says stuff like he says stuff like I'm gonna find those men and when I do I'm gonna squeeze them extra hard. Oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, Hold on, I'm gonna stop you. Your mama. I'm gonna stop you right there because I because we're, uh, we're not we're not even doing it fucking camera. next. But I do want to do an episode of Alec Baldwin because I think he's kind of an awful Hell person. Yeah. And and I don't want to do I don't want to spend too much time on Alec Baldwin oh, on this yeah. one because this is gonna, this is some great shit. All right. Already I'm like gonna dance all over excited. your head and go cock a doodle doo. Oh my god! <laughs> he got the right. Uh-huh. Got the the wrong toe toe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so uh, what I can't do we, wait. What do we, we are got? off and running. This what is going to be What do we got up? today? Today, what are today we we've got today? cereal filler. Cereal filler. filler. Well, one of them doesn't quite fit, although I did figure it like fits sideways because I feel like 
it's like the birth of a serial killer. Sure. One of them. The other two are just about serial killers. California. Or mass murderers in... Uh, primal... Or no, sorry, Primal Fear's third. Copycat, then Primal Fear. California, California. copycat, Primal Fear. Yeah, movies yeah. about psychos and the psychotic mind. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily serial killers, although it could be argued that uh, Edward Norton's character is on his way to... In, uh, the, in the books, he becomes a criminal master. Is that right? Okay. That's fascinating. So well, that's what, I didn't know that, but I, that's what, at the end of the movie, it, like, you know... <laughs> in the books, he becomes that guy's like nemesis. Uh, well, we'll get to oh, that, okay. and we'll get to that last. Amazingly enough, these all came out uh, pretty close to each other. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna start. This off will be a lively conversation because I think you liked Copycat. Well, you liked California, I like California, and I hated all three. I'm gonna be putting liked in in uh, uh, air quotes air there. quotes on this one. Yeah, I did I did get a kick out of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, these are none of these are good movies. Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's start with California. With a K. You know, you and I, we got to talk about your good buddy early. Who said he's my good buddy? You look good with a gun, Brian. I give another shot, you mean boy? A week ago, you would never have picked up that gun. Never. <gasps> they say it's a torch job. That sound like your boy? There is a nationwide manhunt for early grades. What was that? Nothing, Brian. Never killed no one, have you, bro? No. Tell me something big time. How in the hell are you gonna write a book about something you don't know nothing about? Ah! He's a monster! Ah! Ah! Brad Pitt. Juliet Lewis. California. California. California, like the California. real world. California. You guys remember The Wizard? Yeah. yeah. What? The Wizard? The Jim Fred Bert. Savage movie? Oh. That's what his like brother, who's uh, who's like a, a Nintendo savant, who's autistic or something, or he's like, no, he's, he's traumatized by seeing his twin brother, twin sister drowned as a child. What? So he can't do anything except say, California. And play Nintendo. And he's fucking great at Nintendo. You never saw The Wizard? All I remember, I did <laughs> see that. It's a whole I movie saw... that was designed to, te- to, to sell it people was, the power glove. It was an, That's it was, right. It had the power glove in it, but it was a it was the first uh, footage we ever saw of Super Mario Brothers 3. Right, okay. At the end when they play the tournament, the tournament is that Super Mario they Brothers 3. Super Mario Brothers 3. And they're like, this is a game you guys are going to be playing. And then it's like, wait, these kids are already really good at this game that they've just now found <laughs> Well, they're out wizards. Yeah. Because yeah. the other, guy, the the other kids are good, wizard. too. He's really good. He's anyway. a wizard at Super Mario Brothers. Anyway, the kid keeps saying California because of something. With and, ref- the and refresh my memory, but the most important, other than that part when they go to the dinosaur, uh, the place with the big dinosaurs, mm-hmm. the whatever the hell that uh, like a rest stop with dinosaurs yeah. uh there is a part in it where the kid's wearing the power glove and he flips someone off right? oh right that does I happen remember. i haven't I seen this since it came remember, out but there is a there is if a anybody cool remembers the wizard joe charbonic if you remember the joe wizard charbonic, hashtag <laughs> somebody flips somebody off with the power glove on in the movie the wizard if there's hashtag. a hashtag if there's a end hashtag yeah if there's um there's a cool kid though and he has the power glove yeah he's the cool kid with the power glove. and he's really good at playing he's games like, with the power glove which you pussy's ready to see what real power is now we're playing he actually says now he's we're playing a, with power he's got a swastika on his <laughs> yeah. arm and, like, and he's the cool kid you want to see what real power is <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> anybody ever try to play with that play a game with no, that it, it fucking glove? sucks it's impossible it was, it was impossible I knew like I, didn't have I knew one, one kid who had one. He was like the rich kid, yeah. and we talked to him, and we were like, "Can we go over to your house and play with the power glove?" He's like, "Man, you don't want to play." With it. <laughs> it sucked, <laughs> and we believed him. Like, just the way it was clearly one of the. It wasn't one of those things where he's like, "I don't want other kids playing right, with right. my thing." It was like you could tell by the look in his face, heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, anyway, back to California. California. The, uh, the movie about uh, serial murderer From Brad Pitt. visionary director Dominic Senna. Dominic Senna. <laughs> who went on to do such amazing things as the Gone in 60 Seconds remake. And sucks. Swordfish. I love it. Love it, but sucks. Sucks. Uh, the, uh, what's the season of The Witch? Yeah, White Out. He did Ooh. that one. White Out with Kate Beckinsale. Most really importantly, Dominic Senna was uh, Janet Jackson's man mm-hmm. before he started his film career. He directed the Rhythm Nation mm-hmm. video. Well, he worked for this ones. company called Propaganda, which is like started Fincher. by a couple people, including Fincher, and like that's uh, where this movie Spike came Spike Jones along. came through uh, yep. Propaganda. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, so a lot of those music video guys from the 90s. Michael Bay, too. Yeah, Michael Bay, yeah. They had the uh, propaganda they, had the Playboy contract. And they, they did the Meatloaf the, videos too. Yeah, they yeah. make the play. They made the Playboy videos in the nineties. That's why Bay has a couple of Playboy tapes out there. Yeah, goddamn right. Yeah, this does. movie I like. I, good too. I, I, I do like. I do like this movie a lot. Uh, it does like the thing. I, one of the things that I liked about it, I hadn't seen it since like high school, is that it does look. It looks like a music videos from oh, the time. Oh, one hundred percent. But it looks great. like it looks like a fucking like Scott Brothers movie. Like yeah. it's a, it looks like it's a Michael times, Bay movie without the crazy cutting. Or a Scott Brothers movie. It's like a oh, cross Scott Brothers. Yeah, it's like it's like a Ridley, like, because I just watched Thelma and Louise again recently, and there's like literally that there's truck stops bars that they hang out in this, yeah. and it's like the same thing in Thelma and Louise where it's like, first of all, kind of ridiculous that there's that many cars parked outside of a like country bar, but also like that there's like always something in the foreground. There's mm-hmm. always there's always kind of all kinds of action happening. The camera it's moves, dilapidated cheek. I love, of I love the way it looks, which is like weird because then I always was kind of excited about this guy's, and then Gone in sixty seconds is like the, one of the worst movies ever. It's so boring. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's two hours long. It has a car chase. And I mean, whatever you guys feel about this movie, it's like at least something. Like that movie right. is like fucking nothing. No. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. I mean, the guy's, the guy's best movie is Swordfish, in my opinion, which is, you know. <laughs> and it, sword, sword, I would I, say it's this movie. Will we ever get to do Swordfish? It's more of an action movie. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, not, really... it's hardly suspense. Although there is that part when uh, John Travolta is making Hugh Jackman hack into a yeah, well, computer so he's while he's getting blown. Yeah. That's pretty suspenseful. One of our fans Venmos us $50 will do Swordfish. Deal. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first, folks. And I have a Patreon set up, so I don't know. Just find one of and us. And please do it because uh, I like that movie. Yeah, I thought that I did. I like money. It's on Netflix right now, I think, too. So it's, yeah. everybody can just watch it. It's like don't uh, though. Don't. Yeah. It's it's better in California. I'll tell you to bring it back. I, to this I, one. I have to agree. Jeez. All right. I I this is. I'm not, not going to have an impassioned argument about how I like. I do. You I just should. like this. I just like this movie. I, I like, yeah. exp- Explain why right now. God I think it, I think it looks good. I love. I fucking love Brad Pitt in it. I like Brad Juliet. I like Juliet Lewis a lot in it. The thing I the thing I don't like is sort of the the arch like. Uh, Duchovny thing where it's like he's narrating the whole thing and it's oh, like what is oh, what is the meaning of of madness and killers and stuff like I'm like yeah this isn't but I like a lot of it it's got I like that uh, Cheryl Crow album there's two songs from it oh yeah <laughs> in this movie uh-huh. and uh, yeah. I don't know I I like I just like like the tone of it I don't know it just worked it works just, for me and I, I like I literally I think this is like the first great Brad Pitt performance and I think had sure. this movie come out when after he'd kind of had you know become like a few years later. Like it would have, it wouldn't have been as big of a. It would have been a, more of a hit just because he's in it. Yeah, but, but I also think if he, if it had come out a few years later, it probably would have cost more. They probably would have gotten rid of Dominic Senna, which might have been a good thing, and had it rewritten a few more times. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I can call it a great performance, but it is. Fun. I think he's good. He's fun he's, to watch. It's in it. fun, and, and like everything else. About but it has this. Juliet Lewis is good in it. It I has think, this very like edge lord like dipshit. 
vibe to it that but I found totally insufferable. It's a movie that thinks that it's very, very edgy, but has <laughs> absolutely zero balls to show any of that. It's not even very violent. No, it's all, not. Almost all the violence happens off screen. It'll like Brad Pitt will be like, "We'll like look at something, and then he'll pop out somewhere yeah. later and be yeah, like, gotta go I'll, kill somebody. I'll beat him to death with a golf well, club. He, bur- he murders that he, guy in the bathroom. It's kind of, I mean, yeah. It's pretty, it's, pretty brutal. I'm not saying it's not violent. He it's also, just a, I mean, he snots on everything in the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, I just love it's pretty that funny. Whole, I love that whole thing. This I don't is, know. I'm a huge fan of the Brad period of Pitt, Brad Pitt's so. career where he had just done uh, Legends of the Fall. Legends of the Fall is after and this. It was after this. Yeah, yeah. but River Runs That's, Through it was River right runs before through. this. Thank you. And, where he was... His and two he, Montana and movies and, were and like And Louise, and, yeah. and so he was the hottest fucking... And, you know, let's face it, he's yeah. a hot, fucking still, hot guy. Still a very handsome Still man. very handsome, but at this time, one of the handsomest people ever. He was constantly being compared to Robert Redford. Brad Pitt's a lot better looking than Robert Redford ever was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but he was kind of not interested in being a heartthrob, and so he was yeah. oftentimes doing uh, performances, like, and this one would be case in point, where he's like, how about... You know, I'm going to be buff and everything, but how about other than me being buff, I'm I will repulsive not and disgusting in every possible conceivable well, way. An, I'm basically covered in an inch of filth. Yeah. There was an interview with him recently where someone was asking him about something, and they like, I can't remember how it came up, but it was something, something, and Meet Joe Black came up in it, and he's like, I think a better question would be, why did I do Meet Joe Black? <laughs> so that's the kind of guy Brad Pitt is, where you're like, he's like, you know, he's uh, looking, and you go, because we, we all feel that way when we watch Meet I have Meet seen Joe that Black. movie like more than five times. I think it's very good. Sure, <laughs> but anybody could probably be in there. Sure, anybody you could, You could yeah. replace Brad Pitt with literally any other dude. I'm the only the one that's like into that movie. It right? is funny when really he gets like hit it. by the cars. That's really good. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I I like I like this movie. I like Brad Pitt in it a lot. I like the milieu or whatever that it is. The oeuvre. I, I really I think that I think that David Duchovny and uh, Michelle, Michelle Forbes are like are like insufferable. Weird, they're weird, boring. It's not playing. They're not the, even goth. I don't, I don't like know Michelle what Forbes. They are. This is not the kind of thing that she does well. David Duchovny fucking sucks. He sucks in it. it. Yeah, he is, but David he is Duchovny embarrassing. Sucks though. David like, Duchovny. He's good sucks. at a couple of David things. David Duchovny is not doing anything different in this movie than he does for the entire run of the X Files. It's just <laughs> Just that the X Files are an hour long and they're more interesting. He's, he's got, funny he's got in the, earrings. In the X Files. He's got earrings in this. He talks. He's like, funny in the X Files. What do you? What is the nature of killer? I don't know. But this is, he's definitely in like Red Shoe Diaries <laughs> Good, mode in this. Yeah. He's yeah. in his Red Shoe Diaries Look, mode. She's uh, Michelle Forbes is insufferable. They don't like their whole project doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, he, I mean, his project oh to go to like uh, where famous serial killers or As, famous murders were and like document he, them. And apparently that's like she's going to take pictures of famous murder sites while he walks around with a tape recorder, and this is going to give him a, enough material to write a book on <laughs> well, the nature she, of evil. Yeah. She wants to. Uh, she wants to take. She's going to take pictures for him because she can't sell her like. She can't sell her. her Stupid er- art photos, stuff. her shitty like Helmut Newton it's, ripoff photos. It's edgy, yeah. It's some edgy. of them are kind yeah, of they, live, sex they live in a loft that's bigger than most mansions. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, they're living in a mansion, yeah, and they don't explain the how they live in there. But apparently, they have money but problems. The, but they, yeah, apparently, they need to ride share their way to California. Well, yeah. she's got a show in Vienna or something. She sold her works at, at the, the end. end. Yeah, right. It's, that, that, none of that. Exp- I mean, he's still working on his. Bo- we're we're really getting ahead of ourselves. Are they, are we're they at the end sharing? already. Yeah, yeah. They, the whole the whole reason that they're taking Brad Pitt and Juliette Lewis with is them they is can't afford to go by themselves. They're, they're splitting the ride. They're splitting the gas yeah, yeah. and and stuff with them the, on the way. The thing that I liked the thing that I liked about it that I think other serial killer movies do. I think Copycat does this, and I like that this one. It has David Coveney constantly going, but it doesn't actually fall down. It's more like Natural Born Killers. Um, 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 a movie a much, I would much rather have been a watching. A much, much, much better movie. I'm yeah. not going to say. Falling I'm down? Gonna com- 
no, 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 natural born killers. Oh, sorry, sorry. Na- oh, yeah. I'm going to compare them because they're like, they came out no, with like, I, a year I of each other. I absolutely thought about And they both have Juliet Lewis in them, but also like Redneck natural born killers. killer movies. Natural born killers has something, it like actually sort of says something while also kind of being like, being madness and being a, but uh, this one is like, it has, it, it, I like how it comes down on like, they have David Duchovny's thesis is like trying to figure out what true evil is. And then he like hangs out with this guy for a week and he's like, some people are just shitty. <laughs> people are shitty. And, yeah. I, and I like that about it because it kind of is like, it fucks, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah. like follow through. And like, I, th- I feel like the other two that we have, they have, it's like, that has that boring fucking shit that like serial killer movies do where they go, well, you know, see, and the serial killer does this and this because of this and this. And I'm kind of right, like, doesn't maybe, pathologize him at maybe all. some people just cut people's heads off because right. they think it's going to be cool. And that's yeah. why I like Brad Pitt's character in this. And I kind of <laughs> wish that like <laughs> the movie was more like one in that direction about him. Yeah. And I, I do like it, but I like, th- I wish that it was more like without the, without the sort of narration and the right. sort of like, uh, like looking down on it from above and going right. like, what is this? What's, what's about this guy? We may never know. And you're like, that's the thing. Well, I want to see end, a fun like, move. I mean, to see the more fun movie about him going around killing people, which is essentially natural born killers. Yeah. Like, like the first half of it. At the that. end of this one, it settles on like, so what, what did we learn about the nature of evil? I don't fucking know. It's uh, but evil. It was, but it? It was it's bad. like the end of uh, uh, Burn After Burn Reading. After reading. Like, I'll what, what do we, what do don't we do learn? it again. Don't do it again. His, his <laughs> whole, his whole premise, the whole reason he's going to write a book is brought into question by Brad Pitt and other other people were they're like why are you even writing this what book about something for? that you don't know anything about and uh, and we're, and this is and, and then uh, so he he has an experience with an actual thrill killer and so you're kind of like okay that's a book this okay right. so you, you certainly shouldn't be writing the book at the beginning but after these experiences yeah, yeah, he's sure. got himself a book and, a book and, about and how so he was the, hanging out and with so the at the end, killer, at the end like, of the what movie. have i learned about it Fucking nothing. nothing. <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. And you're like, dude, there are so many books written by experts, by people who caught serial killers yeah. out there. We don't need your book, David Duchovny. You're not gonna you're gonna have a hard time selling this thing. But I do I do like that it comes down on that because I just like the other ones where it's like because of this, this guy does you know, copycat is good, sure. is a nightmare but, of that but, kind but of bullshit. This, this also keeps dropping in these like stupid portentous little tidbits the whole yeah, time. I got like, lots even of his, them. Even his name is early oh, the, grace. You gotta the, be uh, fucking the, kidding uh, me. Uh, One of the guys one of the guys who he kills is named like Livery, Liv, Lively, <laughs> Lively. I got it written here somewhere. The, uh, the, the wanna the, live. The His voice... name's wanna live. Okay. <laughs> These names don't kill me. Johnny likes life. <laughs> Voiceover narration, I th- I like generally don't like as a device. This yeah. one um, is particularly and bad. it's not it's not good in this. Again, well, so... again, I enjoyed this movie. I'm gonna sit here and talk shit on it, but I did. Sure. I think I just like enjoyed the. Act, the act of the movie happening. I was because I was expecting to. I loved this when I was in high school and I saw it, and I was expecting to go into it and be like, "Okay, this is gonna be a yeah. dark time capsule." And I kind of found myself going like, "Oh, parts of it." I but, remember being really stoked to see this when it came out because it's exactly the kind of thing I was into at the yeah, time, and then yeah. seeing it and going like, oh, "So fucking boring." <laughs> it's it purports it, to be edgy and like in a freaky and yeah, dark, and then it, it, it has no interest. In, it doesn't have very much it's, interest in doing a lot of that. Edgy for it's time, like, I guess. Yeah. Woody Allen fans or something. <laughs> Because it has it has like an insufferable scene at the beginning that's like straight out of Woody Allen movie where he's like they're having some party at their friend him it's him and all yes. the intellectual friends and they're all like yeah, what's the guy say? making margaritas he's like did I put too much tequila in there David Coveney I can't we David, can't stress enough how boring he is he in this sucks movie. so hard and I think so he's, he's just he's, boring he's, in general he's having an argument with a guy and it, and this sort of like lays out the thesis of the movie such as it is and he and so and they're like in the middle of a conversation about killers or whatever. And, 
Someone who has no ability to distinguish between right and wrong is like a child and should be treated like a child in the eyes of the law. They should not be executed. And then he's the guy he's talking to is like, the bottom is li- bottom line is these people are evil, plain and simple, full stop. Yeah. 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 And then like, okay, well, there you, that's the movie. There it is. Is David Duchovny is kind of like I don't know maybe there's something I mean, more maybe we can we, learn maybe about. Maybe we all them. agree that the state shouldn't have the right to execute people, but still, no, nope, they're evil, yeah. plain and simple. Right. End that's of argument. This, that's weird. That is weird. Guy I, we're not discussing that. it anymore. Yeah. And I think that's essentially where the movie comes up. But the, the movie, I don't even, I don't even think, even think the movie's entirely fooled that it has that much on its mind. But I think the I'm, movie also feels like uh, Michelle Forbes and David Duchovny are like, I don't know that it falls down on this side, but it seems that with the way they're filmed is like they're like into weird sex like him going down on her (laughs) because it like cuts away from that but it's like the way they are they're sort of because there's the whole point is that they're like it's like a class right there's definitely a class issue because like it's those they're they're educated bohemian types yeah, yeah but they're but they have money Right, and then like it's the other the you know uh, Brad rednecks. Pitt's Brad Pitt's character is like if uh, you here's the line if you looked in the dictionary under poor white trash early and Adele would be there yep <laughs> but I knew if I wanted to be a good writer I'd have to ignore the cliches and look at life through my own eyes good lord that's um, what the that's that's worth that's what it says <laughs> that's uh, what he says Jesus but that's uh, what the whole movie's like but Brad Pitt's character is is like he is like white trash but he's also like a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. and like. That, weirdly, that re- weirdly religious and stuff. Yeah. And so I ain't got no problem with God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, no. I ain't not got no problem with God. Uh, That's a Brad, Brad Pitt is fucking disgusting and he's hilarious. He's really in this. funny in this. I don't know. He's. I think I, he's very funny in it. Yeah. I just like. I like. Yeah. It was because I think at the time too when I saw this, it was when Brad Pitt had you know it had been interviewed with the vampire legend. You know, it's kind of like Brad Pitt's. You know, handsome, and so this was this was a bomb in theater. So nobody saw it until video. Kind of got a cult mm-hmm. following on video a little bit, but like, I when I saw this, I was like, Brad Pitt is awesome. What <laughs> you know, I'd seen Thelma and Louise, but he's also like the hot guy in right. that too. You know, he's I'd, everything I'd seen Brad Pitt in was like Brad Pitt's fine but boring. Right, and then I saw this and was like, wait a second, he's an he's an actor. You I'm know, a big fan of Juliette Lewis in this movie. She's great. Yeah. And playing, I think she, playing, I mean, she's been doing that. She's done this role a few times. And I mean, obviously, the movie... The movie this is a bizarro Mallory Knox. Sure. The movie ends on... I mean, the movie, like, it kind of gets me a little... Because it ends on her. Because she's sort of like... She's out the victim of all the in victim, all this. She's the victim because she's like this girl... Which he tells their origin story of how... Like, he beats her. And oh. Yeah, he hits her and stuff. And how, how she met him, he, she's just like, he pulled up and asked if I wanted to go with him, and I did. And it's yeah. like... She does it in such a way that's like, God, that is so sad and like real. Yeah. And then she tells this like story about getting raped. It's awful. And it's like, basically, wow. even Michelle Lewis- Forbes' character, who is like, basically has total. For her at the, at the at the outset is like oh my god I've treated this girl like garbage right if, if anything that's like the arc of the characters is that like the Michelle Forbes character has more of an arc she comes around to being yeah. like maybe I and should. she's the first one who's like this is a bad idea he's crazy we got to get out of here this is awful right and she's you know obviously you can't you don't have can't to, trust a woman you don't have, you don't so have a, fine. <laughs> yeah you don't have a movie if they sure leave, they leave as early as they should which is right away. <laughs> Basically, uh, Juliette Lewis's character in this is a character from Les Miserables or something like that. She's like purely tragic. She's childlike, but it tracks um, with that or that like her performances in this time because it's like right, it's like a direct line between the daughter and Cape, Cape Fear, Fear. Mm-hmm. This, this to like Natural Born Killers, where right. it's like in this one I was t- I was talking about it earlier, and it, it seems like. Her character is going out of breath thinking about what to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, she can barely spit out words. I think she's, she's, a I think she's great in this. Uh, I think she, but it is, it is like the character of Mallory Knox 
if Mickey Knox didn't like Hadn't, yeah spark that thing in her yeah. kind of it's like they're it's the same she's kind also of, it's a tragic uh, pretty yeah. s- basically special I mean she's, talking, uh-huh. oh, she's, yeah. she's like a, cl- a click or two above her character and the other sister I would say uh, she definitely seems to have some kind of mental impairment. Yes, yeah. but you know, uh, it's like she's very, she's very sweet, and she's like, "When we right. get to California, let's all live together and stuff." Yeah, we're gonna like, live uh, in a big house geez, together, you know. And, early, and I'm gonna and, cut my hair to look like you. That's such a sad. So I mean, moment. as fun as as fun God. as Brad Pitt's performance is in this, he is like the character is like like a, a monster who's like murder who like gleefully murders people just because he wants to, right? And like is like and is like a, an abusive. Asshole to I think there's this, too much to like woman, stylization and sort of detached bohemian irony to the whole affair to like make any of that stuff register. Yeah, it's well, it's the, I mean? it's the it's the re- it's very 90s in yeah. that way. It's very much like look at what we're saying about this kind of yeah, thing. You're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're doing it. You're leaning in too hard, and now you're losing the point. Yeah. So I mean, like the thing I like about it is like how it looks, and like it looks like a fucking music video, and that's also probably kind of is like well, maybe it sh- maybe maybe it shouldn't, it shouldn't. maybe uh-huh. it shouldn't look so cool. You know, it's the uh, Pearl Harbor thing where it's right, like, right. man, Michael, man, that fucking scene in Pearl Harbor where the <laughs> Japanese attack Pearl Harbor is fucking awesome. Right, maybe it shouldn't maybe be. Maybe it shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, they got the camera right behind that bomb as it goes down there and, and the so bomb awesome. kills everyone's great-grandpa. Uh, maybe, maybe this scene shouldn't, shouldn't be, be so really cool. cool. No, man, when everyone's great-grandpa is getting blown up, it's fucking awesome. Have you so, seen the trailer for that Roland Emmerich movie Midway that's coming out? Yeah, no. it looks like the same. Oh, it looks it, like two hours of that. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So yeah. So this, ha- I mean, this has that problem yeah. a little bit, I think. But but also, I think that it fucking looks great. It does. Yeah. Um, great cinematography. But Julia Lewis is great. No, she and she has like that like every, a lot of well, there's a lot of off screen killing, but she, her death is like that kind of thing where she like confronts him, mm-hmm. and then you don't see her. And he like kidnaps Michelle Forbes, and you're like, "What happened to her?" And it, they drive off, and it pans, and like then she's just he just killed, killed her. her. He's constantly yeah. he just had, killed yeah. her, and it's like this is like 20 minutes before the movie's over, and like you're like, "Oh, yeah, man, that's a," and it's like a real, <laughs> it's a real bummer in a movie that's kind of already like a bit of a bummer. It gets but <laughs> tedious, like at the point so by they, the end, it's a bit. They all go on this road trip together, and immediately like Michelle Forbes is like, "Fuck these people," and the, particularly <laughs> this guy. These people are ab- absolutely creeps, and David they, they sure like, are. Oh, yeah, at least, I think we should. See where this goes. I, I know, see I my own eyes. Seems pretty cool. We went to a bar one time and he beat the shit out that of was a guy good. who called me. Oh, I've got that was the, a funny scene. I gotta find the thing that that guy because there's there's a, a brief period where like they where, become buddies. Yeah, you're kind of like is he, is he gonna teach the dark side to David Duchovny? Right. And it, like they sort of flirt with that, but like they go to a bar together. And uh, that bar scene, that bar oh, scene is almost—it's like it's almost like it's in the same bar as the bar in Thelma, Thelma and Louise. Louise. Yeah, because you're like, when have I've and I hadn't been, but I never was in bars in the early '90s, so maybe they were all crowded like that. Maybe, but I'm like, maybe roadside cowboy is, bars are like. Why that. is this bar so busy? <laughs> There's a character that you only for a little bit who introduces himself basically as like I'm here to get my ass kicked or killed. Yeah. My name's TJ, yeah. and he like bumps into David Duchovny, and and then and then he gets into an argument. This is what the David song, Duco- he gets an argument with David Duchovny because an the, the waitress brings him a drink, brings a drink. him beers, and David Duchovny goes, "Oh, uh, I thought you had this other kind of beer." And she's like, "Does this look like the kind of place that has other beer?" And they go, "Ha ha ha!" And then this guy comes over to him and is like, "What's so funny? Yeah, this, why are you flirting with her? Why are you flirting with her? her? This yeah. is specifically what, what he says." <laughs> Tell me, now tell me, what would a jizz-gargling, cum-drunk fairy like you do with a pretty girl like that anyway? That's a fair question. Jizz-gargling, cum-drunk fairy. I could not, I had to like go back and go, what? Because sometimes the dialogue goes way the fuck off the rails. How much jizz is that? That's... 
I, well, he to doesn't get, specify. To get drunk on? Surprisingly enough, he doesn't I specify. I can't believe if he any doesn't. Of our listeners know how much jizz yeah, you need to, to get, get come drunk. drunk. I'm surprised um, TJ Charbonic. Let us know. Charbonic. <laughs> I'm surprised TJ didn't have that line written on his hand because that's that's a lot. That's a lot of words. <laughs> but then Brad, the first but such then, occurrence. <laughs> then Brad Pitt beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Brad Pitt beats the shit out of him, and then and so like Duchovny and He's Brad like, Pitt. Hey, woo! And nobody. It's like that kind of bar too in a movie bar. The, where yeah, the bouncers just take out the guy who's been beaten up, and you're like, okay, yeah, I guess yeah. that's at the end for that. He started. He's it. gone now. They don't like fucking go like both of you have to leave or this is a big deal and nobody like blinks an eye everybody just continues yeah like, oh well that guy got beat up tj got his ass kicked again at the bar uh-huh and then it and happens. so brad and they're like hanging out afterwards and and bonding and brad pitt uses the term i got i gotta see a man about a mule whenever he says he's got to take a piss yeah. and then david duchovny gets home drunk to, to michelle forbes and, and then she's like i don't understand what you see in this guy i don't want to do this and and he's like i gotta see a man about a mule and you're like oh boys yeah. getting no what's isn't happening there, isn't, isn't the first time he say he says i gotta see a man about a mule and david duchovny's like what do you mean well, yeah and then he has to clarify it for him because he's from a different world right. man How, what could he what could he possibly mean <laughs> oh, this is i mean is brad pitt gonna buy a mule michelle right forbes that's the fr- and that's the first time where michelle forbes is like we should like leave them but she's also i think is like we should take we should leave him because she wants because that's right. after she's juliet lewis she's just had the whole ladies Adele. night and she bonded with her and she's like told her that he beats her they could adopt juliet lewis and raise her as their own yeah. you know? they fix her, she fixes her haircut because she cuts her hair to look like michelle forbes he cuts her hair to look like michelle forbes because he thinks she wants sexy. to he wants to bone michelle forbes oh yeah. there's a part where michelle forbes is like yelling at david duchovny when either take they're at some place they're at some he's he's going around like recording some bullshit she's taking pictures and she's like we should leave we need to leave him and he's like, no, no, whatever. And then she goes outside and sees that they're like fucking in the car, and then she starts taking pictures of him. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, she that starts scene, taking which, pictures of which him, which I love because like, I'm like, oh, okay. So, then when yeah, he, but he sees her taking yeah. the pictures of them, and like, you know, he's like <laughs> laughing at her, and she gets creeped out. It's yeah. like now you're it's, creeped out. That scene had me laughing. There's yeah. like several scenes in this movie that I laughed at. That I don't believe were supposed to but be funny. Brad Pitt makes but a Brad great Pitt face. makes this hilarious face, and then starts going like, uh, 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 and I was just like, good god. This fucking movie. <laughs> and Juliet Lewis, while this is happening, is look like she's trying to like she's like slipping on All the right. jam that she spilled on the floor. And <laughs> she's she just seems like what's going on? What's happening early? Because they're just li- they're like rutting in this <laughs> yeah, car. So it's like, like <laughs> kind of like. That's great. There's a couple. There's a couple <laughs> rutting scenes earlier on. Like Brett, uh, David Duchovny fucks Michelle Forbes up against yeah. the wall while they're on a bed. It's a very odd sex position, and it's it's surprisingly <laughs> graphic. Oh, Kevin's like, no, it's, it's fine. Well, no, I mean, it's not that odd. I mean, you know, you do, you know, okay. in the heat of the moment or whatever. Well, learn a lot about Kevin Clark. Uh, yeah, you one. know, the heat of passion or whatever. David Duchovny, sex addict, is just uh, is just butt naked, thrusting away. It's it's yeah. one of the, this is one of those Californication. Absolutely. Ah. There's a there is a certain de- degree of smut in this movie, though. There's a the, the only thing that I remembered mm-hmm. from this movie seeing it when I, the only other time I saw it was when it's right when it came out on video in high school. Yeah. And that is the scene at the kind of at the beginning when you're introduced to Early and Juliet Lewis, and she's like, Early, come back into the trailer. And she pops her boob out, and yeah. is like, uh, I didn't remember the the, the line is exactly. Uh, put that titty back up. <laughs> put that titty back up, my Dale. Put that titty, put back, that titty up. back up. Uh, uh, then he squeezes out a big loogie out of we, his nose. Can we, can we put back, that titty back up. We're, we're all over the place on this anyway. It doesn't matter. It's well, a road. No, it, it's, it's a road movie, it's and it's plotless. like it's like that's we've explained the whole plot. They like you know, and then it, it, Brad but, like, Pitt keeps killing people. They discover that he kills people, yeah. and then eventually they, he turns on them, and then yeah. like there's a reckoning. At David the Duchovny end. has to go kill him. There's a great scene where like he's got like he's got like them. Was this before? Was this after he? 
he takes Michelle Forbes hostage, and then he the kills cops, those cops the cops show up, and and Brad Pitt like just starts shooting at him, and then he's like. He's I got like, them both. He's like, woo, I got them both. It's really yeah. funny. <laughs> no, the funniest... He's, at, like, he's having a, such a great time in this that this movie does totally presage Natural Born Killers. Sure. Uh, which is like the kind of... The movie that like sort of like in in a way rubs our faces in, and revels in like mm-hmm. that, that kind of behavior where Mickey and Mallory are like... You're, they're the protagonists that sure. you're with most, the, most of the movie and you're like kind of on their side. And this movie... Is has that remove a little, but when Brad Pitt does shit like that, you're like, yeah, he did get them both. That's great. That's, that's I love it. The funniest part about that scene is that Brad Pitt. This made me laugh too because I was just like, good lord, because it's like two cops, all right. And so the first cop pop like pops out and he's like, oh, we got an APB on these guys. So I hope stick them up. And then he doesn't see Brad Pitt, and so he gets shot. Fine. Yeah. And then the second cop is it's, a lady, and she has got both her hands on her gun. Propped up on one of the car doors, yeah, she's aiming man. directly at Brad Pitt. He is running with a gun in one hand, yeah. just firing willy-nilly. She she peels off like eight shots, misses, misses him. him. He shoots he her right her. in the fucking chest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, I, I don't know, lady. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> that. You should have hit him. But again, these ac- I like these scenes like because they're shot and cut like like a Tony Scott movie. Yeah, and they so they're like they're like, "Woo, that was exciting!" And then when Brad Pitt's like, "Woo, that was exciting!" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, "You're not wrong." <laughs> I just was the movie, but the movie wants us to feel like that it was wrong of him to do that. But like the way it was shot and edited and performed is like, "But do I? I feel like maybe I kind of like that." Yeah, <laughs> I like that early fella. He's fun to be around, and um. It's <laughs> a monster. Yeah, he's the obviously the only fun character. But like, well, I know not the only one. His parole officer. Is <laughs> oh, his fun. parole officer is pretty the, fun with a hook for a hand that is like he has, the, he has TB the, or something like that. The weirdest like yeah. fucking Southern Texas character. I found you a job there yeah. early. He's, he's fucking just <laughs> slimy. Sw- he's like covered in some sort of slime. <laughs> uh, I got you a job at the snake factory early. He's got a hook. How am I a parole for officer? He like knocks a <laughs> bottle out of his hand with his hook. Hand. Where you keep your chillings at, you figured man? This is guy's a this guy's an agent of the law. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Horrifying. Jeez, got they, he's a servant low, of the court. Low <laughs> opinion of uh, low opinion of parole officers. Did they identify where where this takes place? Where they're from at the beginning? Oh, I don't recall. Because mm-hmm. it seems like they're from the deepest of deep south, but then they're like, but then she's Julia. They do. Like, I hear out in California, it's warm instead of cold all the time, and you're like, where are I they? I think they're in Kansas. Because the or south something. is is warm. <laughs> I think they do, but I can't remember. They're in like Kansas or something because. Feet and hamburgers eat people. <laughs> oh, and Rand McNally? Because Early is telling his parole officer that he's going to leave to go to Texas, but his parole officer has to remind him that right. he's on parole and he can't leave the state. So they're not in Texas, but they're in like Kansas And or they kill Kentucky the parole officer and the landlord. No, they don't kill the parole officer. It kills the landlord. Pol- they bury parole him officer back. makes it through the whole thing, but he's got his TB to worry about. He shows <laughs> up. He shows up once more at like the you know after early because he burned they he burns his trailer down. Right, like, the whole okay. place is burned up, and then they when they they find the body the body of the guy back, but the parole officer's n- no help in the investigation. Really, he's like he said he was maybe gonna go to Texas. Welcome to Kansas, wherever. Welcome to shit kickville, USA. He's like, he's like choking on his own sweat or slime. Choking or on his own he's like bile. Sl- he's like a slug or something. <laughs> he's bloated. Yeah, so they go on us. So then Brad Pitt's kind of, it's like a killing spree, quote unquote. But it doesn't, it's like, it's, there's not even it, very it's many plotless, And it, it doesn't even like have any narrative, like forward momentum. <laughs> it's not going anywhere, even though they're going someplace. Yeah. It's just sort of like aimless. Nothing happens. 
Yeah, I, 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 mean, I found it to get... I mean, it's character study, Matt. Ugh. I found it to get extra <laughs> tedious because it, it basically turns, like, they're, they're like, ba- basically putting up with, and, and David Duchovny sort of, sort of in- finds Brad Pitt's character to be interesting, but right. then, and and then there's that whole conflict, but then at a certain point it flips over and, and Brad Pitt, like, like, Michelle Forbes is like, I've had enough. You got to yeah. tell. You got to tell early to get the fuck out, and he then does so. And then early the flips end. out, yeah. kills a, kills a dude at this is the John Johnny Live a Lot or whatever. Is Johnny is the guy at the gas station. Johnny, please don't kill me at the gas station. Oh yeah. yeah. Shoots him through a smiley face smiley pillow. Smiley face pillow. Oh, it's and got that terrible scene too, where he's like, I hold my Bible, sir. And he's yeah. like, You got a Bible? What you want that for? New Bible, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then he shoots him through <laughs> a smiley face pillow. <laughs> and then he gets, what does he get mad about after that? He gets mad about something else, too. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> he's just he's mad a, about a lot of stuff. He's mad about all kinds he's of He's a troubled man, thing. but for no reason. He was mad when, Ju- Evil's he's just mad evil. at one point when uh, Juliet Lewis brings him, because he brings Chinese food. What is this shit? And uh, oh, they, I, they only I, have I, chopsticks, but he brings her, and he brings him like Chinese beer. Uh, he uses a slur. And then, um, and then he says Chinaman. And he's, does he's he say from the that? 30s. Okay, he says yeah. Chinaman. I thought he said something. I mean, else. bad. I enough. thought he it's said great. I thought he said something else. I mean, let's yeah. not give him any points for not having a <laughs> no, 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 no. really disgusting story. <laughs> uh, but uh, but then he but then he's mad that she bought this like Chinese beer instead That's of right. like the shitty beer that he likes, yeah. which is actually like a, a pretty good character. That's trait. why I get mad at my girlfriend all the time. Well, mm-hmm. I have I have like an uncle who like did that one time. He he like was like. I can't see. I don't see how you guys can. My cousins and I were drinking like Hefeweizen or something, like a uh, you know pyramid. And he's like, "Oh, I don't see how you guys can drink that that stuff." And he's brought from Montana. Over, Bunch of jizz gargling, come drunk like, fairies or old, something. Old man brought some like old Milwaukee with him. He went to his car and got his own beer, his own shitty, his own shittier beer. And I'm like, oh. so that part that part rings true. Where he's like, "What's this beer with flavor? I want this shit that I normally drink." I remember this story. You told, and then he forced you guys to play Russian roulette at gunpoint. Right? Right? My uncle did. Yeah, I don't remember. I was I, I was unconscious for. I woke up. I woke up in a ditch like three days later. Yeah, that's Montana for you. <laughs> that happened out here. Oh shit! Well, he's from Montana. Yeah, yeah. When a, when a person from Montana comes out here, watch out, man. One of the worst states of the union. You know they ain't, they ain't got no law out there. No, no you're thinking of Idaho. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we just don't. We don't have speed limits in Montana. <laughs> uh, I found the guy's name. I just think it's funny that the dude who he kills in the in the uh, convenient in the gas station, his name is Walter Livesey. Mm. <laughs> Livesey. It's not a Cause name because he, he dies. Walter Livesey dies. Oh, Livesey dies. Uh. So anyway, he gets they kidnap and then like he kidnaps Michelle Forbes after he murders this like uh, nice man who's looking through a telescope. With intent to rape, I believe. He's going to rape the old man. No, Michelle Forbes. Oh yeah, he's he does. Gonna... He does rape Michelle Forbes. Does he? Does yes, he? He does. I don't recall that. I don't... They they don't have they don't show it. Okay, that might be it why. is heavily implied. Okay, I know he like That's dresses right. her up and and he and he also he they, handcuffs they her get to this, a bed and the... then it's like he's going like here we go and then it cuts. Okay, huh. and you're like all right. They get to this place. You're not gonna where complain about not seeing that. There's yeah. all these mannequins. And like with them when it's David, a nuclear testing site. Yeah, yeah. they take they take her out to. But, he, like, but they haven't. But, but these are the they're like not bom- it's not bombed because the, the the mannequins are still standing. But anyway, they're yeah. Like, but they're all, everything's all like melted and singed out. Yeah, and but stuff. Like, there's but signs like, uh, on it. But they like uh, David Duchovny. I think shows it's a up. metaphor for like the sort of original Maybe. sin of oh, nuclear war. Hell yeah, it is. Oh, totally like, is. Back to it. One hundred percent is that kind of bullshit. All kinds of shit like that. Anyway, the the. 
whatever the metaphor is, the best part of that is that there's these mannequins and, and he's like, whoa, and he's surprised by them. <laughs> and then and then like David Duchovny shows up to like save his wife. And he's like later. another mannequin. And all the mannequins, Brad Pitt, there's a lot of them in there too. And Brad Pitt has set all of them up in these like these like sex, <laughs> sex positions. positions, so they're all like sixty nine each other and shit. And, at and one it's point- like because uh, it's like he's that kind of guy where he's like, I'm not gonna let this joke pass me by. And <laughs> and he's and he's like. Only amusing the character's only amusing himself. No, he's yeah. like he's like this is funny to me. I'm gonna make these. Just I'm like making it look like pervert. these mannequins are blowing each other. <laughs> <laughs> and he call at one point he calls them you Pinocchio looking knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, I still like this man. Uh, uh, so anyway, that's California. I don't know. And this is yeah. And this is <laughs> this is after he early kills Juliette Lewis because she starts to, she's had enough and she hits him with a cactus. Yeah. Juliette Lewis loves cactuses. He kills her. This all, everything happens pretty fast here. And then and then there's a reckoning. And then it becomes sort of a Halloween sort of thing where David Duchovny, of course, has to do a Laurie Strode move where he hits uh, he hits uh, early in the face with a shovel early still alive and he throws the shovel away yeah. i won't be needing this and then leaves <laughs> you're like well if i hit him again with a the shovel there's less chance that he'll come back and attack me and <laughs> sure. we won't have a climax of our movie yeah he, and then, uh, uh, but yeah. then there's a really funny part where he's hit uh, Brad Pitt in the face with a shovel, and then he, he Brad Pitt talks even more fucked up for the while. Do I feel powerful? Do I feel superior? I feel good. <laughs> he's got because half his like lips are missing or something. He, yeah, and his nose is smashed in. Yeah, it's funny. And then, uh, and then he, and he and shoots then him. He shoots him in the chest, and then we get this like long bullshit. This is what, like pr- supposed purportedly what David Duchovny is going to put in his terrible book. <laughs> and he's like, and they're, and they're in, the, in this the fucking of the book. beach house, this California beach house yeah. at the end before anybody like this had mansion even, on the beach. Yeah, we're, we're talking about an eight nine million dollar house nowadays. It's right? not. Right. It's Three later. Million it's later too. You can tell because Michelle Forbes has Her hair's hair. out. Yeah. Uh huh. And he's like, I'll never know why. <laughs> Early Grace. <laughs> Thanks. This is the end of his book, I guess. I'll never know why Early Grace became a killer. I don't know why any of them do. So really, I don't know why you'd want to buy this book. I have no insight. No. Uh, when I looked into his eyes, I felt nothing. That day I learned that any one of us is capable of taking a human life. But I also learned there is a difference between us and them. It's in feeling remorse. Oh, Ugh. all right. Yeah, that's yeah. stupid. He's not wrong, yeah. but it's also a dumb ending to his book. Does he feel bad about killing that guy? He feels bad about maybe he feels bad about killing. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing that happens in movies sometimes, where someone is like being like someone is trying to kill a person, yeah, and then the person kills them, and and they're like, "Oh, what have I done?" I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, I haven't killed anybody. Most people do not have this. Not that I know of. So I don't know. But I feel like if a person is trying to kill me. Like literally, like, yeah. is beating the shit out of me, and then I shoot them in the head. I probably like, wouldn't. I, yeah. I'm glad I be, did that. Yeah, I probably well, would be like, ah, oh, what have I done? Yeah, yeah you might not be glad, but you, spot, I wouldn't be like stoked about you it. You won't necessarily be remorseful, and also you and you probably have like t- trauma about it. But like you also, you may not be, but you might not be remorseful. But maybe, <clears> just maybe. You won't feel a thing, and you'll or you'll oh, or that's you'll what separates us from or them. Or you'll like it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Why is it called California <laughs> with a K? I don't know. Cause oh, because that's that's how he edgy. that's how he spelled it on the okay. on the, the slip of paper. So he posts. He guy t- is such a redneck piece of shit. He can't spell. No, no. California. David Duchovny spells it with oh, a K. David Duchovny does on yeah. the the thing that he posts at the college that Brad Pitt like finds them right. From. Why? 
I don't know. Because it's cool and edgy, man. Oh, man. I don't know, but it says California with a K. We had to call it something. This will give you an idea of how good my book's going to be. <laughs> spell California with a K. Um, yeah. Brad Pitt also murders a, a, like a, a big old bald dude at the gas station because the guy like annoyed him because the guy was, because Brad Pitt was standing in the way of his car and the guy honked at him. <laughs> the guy did seem like a shithead and I think his, what is the license plate said like Mr. Big or yeah. Hot Stuff or Speed Demon or something, something like that. Here's another here's another line that's just like so much David Duchovny voiceover bullshit, but this this is one that like cracked because he's oftentimes just saying stuff that is like incredibly uh, incredibly just like nothing. But and, like I guess it's only natural to try to forget the bad things that happen. You never really do though. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, this guy's this, a this, this guy's a this bad guy's a writer. born writer. We like with insights like that. Like I don't want to constantly bring up natural born killers, although I know all three of us fucking love that movie. So, sure, so right. it's good. But like that movie has a has a character like that in it, but the movie thinks that guy's full of shit. Skagnetti? Wayne Gale. Yeah. Oh, Wayne, Wayne, oh yeah, yeah. Because Skagnetti wrote a book too. Skagnetti's, 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 he is a fucker. Skagnetti's also that, but Skagnetti's like the thing that like this movie purports that like Brad right. Pitt's character that like because he's like because Brad Pitt's character is crazy and Skagnetti's actually like a fucking psycho. So in the that. wolf cares the deer because uh, the deer's time to die and all the other liberal yeah, BS. Exactly. What is it all that? But yeah, but but <laughs> I like, was in the shit. Wayne I Gale, was there when it all went down. <laughs> I saw it all go down. A Grenada. <laughs> Want to put a hot pepper up your ass? Uh, Wayne, God, that movie is Wayne Gale, Wayne Gale is like is like the same level of like emptiness I'm as I'm this better. guy. Absolutely, definitely, definitely. But this guy, this guy, like this movie wants us to buy into this thing that's like, I that, think. but that, that this guy's good or something. Whereas that movie's like, well, this guy sucks. Like this guy is a terrible, <laughs> terrible person. Also, he's he's a shitty TV person or whatever. Yes. Whereas this movie, it's like this guy's probably a terrible writer. But the movie doesn't like. I couldn't. It, like, I couldn't to, tell. It's not making fun of him. At, no, at I, I don't think so. But by about the halfway mark, I wasn't sure if this movie was supposed to be like satirizing him as like a shitty, uh, shitty no. writer. Type. I think it's doing. But I don't think. I it think is. it thinks it's doing a couple yes. of very specific things. I think it sucks at them. But here's what I think it's doing. I think it's setting up the two couples as class opposites. So you have, you know, mm-hmm. like this supposedly well-educated couple and, you know, the white trash, as, as David Duchovny says. And it's setting them up as class opposites and positing that they're both equally capable of violence. Yeah. Which it doesn't demonstrate, no. by the way. Um, but Secondly, yeah. oh. like it was saying about the, uh, the, the nuclear metaphor, the nuclear war metaphor, it's all, the, that's like a, a representation of government-sanctioned killing. And again, a representation of how we are all supposedly intrinsically capable of this kind of evil. Right. And uh, it's a bunch of bullshit because the movie doesn't actually articulate <laughs> any of that stuff except to sort of like dump it at your feet and go like, hey, hey here you go. Right. <laughs> right. And I would say it was it was satirizing him if this was a post-Pulp Fiction movie. I would sure. say that it was maybe doing that because that's when like the fucking uh, irony-tinged sort of these kind of movies blew up. But I think since this is like, what, a year before that, I yeah. I feel like it's not quite, this is like not quite there yet. It's so I'm like, this is taking him serious. I right. think we're, the, the movie takes this all at face value. I don't, there, I, we were laughing maybe, but I feel like the movie itself is like, Hey, what do we really know? What do we really know about Nothing. ourselves? <laughs> which, which is like, which, like you say, is shitty writing, but I do like that. Like it ultimately comes down to like, what was this guy's pathology? He likes killing people. Yeah, yeah I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like fucking that. twisted, bro. I think, like and the I th- Joker. And I think I would like that more if the movie wasn't like so obsessed with like 
uh, reminding us that mm. that's what the movie was about. Yeah, because it has. It actually some... has this has the ending same ending thesis as the movie Eight Millimeter does. When uh, remember when the machine is telling is going off on Nicholas Cage? Yeah, there's like, no. There's my no mommy reason. didn't rape me. Yeah, there's no other. I'm just born evil, man. That's yeah. the real nature of evil, Nick Cage. I like that movie a lot more than this one. I ain't never seen. We're gonna be doing that someday. We right? should do that one. I have a soft spot for some things. Oh. In that movie. I, I like things in that movie. I haven't seen we'll, that one. We'll get into it. Gandolfini's in it. Uh, should we wrap up California? Yes. Yeah, just a just a couple more lines. These are fun early lines. Um, there's this one part that I, that I laughed sincerely at when Brad Pitt is walking back to to the to the car. This happens a lot. It's a road trip movie. Yeah. But he's just gone. This is just you I know that's it, another reason I like it too is because I I have a real soft spot for road movies and mm. so even kind of the worst of a road movie I'm like yeah well, it's a road movie though. So, okay. You know. Yeah. I think that a lot of Brad Pitt stuff is probably improvised. If this <laughs> if this line is is written in the script and God bless him. God damn, you see that woman? She butt ugly. <laughs> Pair of titties. That's it. The end. <laughs> That's all you need to know. She butt ugly. Pair of titties. Uh, and then there's that one part when he's showing him how to uh, how to use a gun, and then he's like, you got to hold it soft like your pecker. <laughs> and of course this guy says pecker. <laughs> Anyways, uh, ratings. Two and a half Judds. Uh, I'm going to give it three Douglases. It's pretty gnarly mm-hmm. in spots. Pretty gross, mm-hmm. as as we the aforementioned rutting at all. <laughs> rutting is the best word to use for it. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I got I got to make a choice here. Ten, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. <laughs> Come drunk, jizz garling fairies. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just it's like just, kind of floored by that dialogue. Some line. <laughs> I apologize Good. for using that term. Goodness, more gracious. than I had to. But my God, that is a fucking ridiculous turn of phrase. Person says that in this movie. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, even if I was, like, who'd be offended by that? It's it's just absurd. I, I don't the know answer, how the answer to that, somebody say is, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Did you, what? Uh, even if, like, a scary I mean, guy was saying that yeah, to me. I would, come, and I would I laugh. very scared come, of confrontation. Come and if, drunk. And come if drunk. this, like, redneck, big redneck guy, and he said that line, I'd still be like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah, please don't kill me, though. It's like uh, The Simpsons where he's like, hey, look at the nerd. And he's like, oh, pardon me. Pardon me. <laughs> it was like that time I went to a bar with my friends years ago. <laughs> right. And this dude, this dude in Montana and this guy goes, is like, this, it, it, it's weird because it, be, be, it doesn't make any sense now. Right. But like then it did, I guess. But it was like me and some other friends who are nerdish, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we walked into this bar and this dude looks at us and goes, what happened? Did the internet break? <laughs> it's a great line. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to, I'm going to go with two and a half. I mean, I'd like to go lower, but it's really not that bad a movie. No. It's very stupid, but it looks great. Brad Pitt's a lot of fun. Juliet Lewis is fantastic in it. Uh, I'm going to give it three, definitely, it's definitely three Douglases. Um, there's, there's one part that we didn't mention that is my favorite part in the whole movie where Brad Pitt oh. is going through Michelle Forbes' uh, photo collection. She's got all He's these big shit. photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this garbage, this trash. Pornography. <laughs> Pedestrian. And he punches a hole. He there's one, there's a one hole. where it's like, it's like an oral <laughs> yeah. sex photo and he like punches a hole where the <laughs> tongue is his tongue out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part. <laughs> I can't stress I also, enough how much fun Brad Pitt Brad, is in that this playing, got to be got to be asshole. improvised. I bet I'm 99% sure that mo- that's, that scene is improvised. Uh, if I ever meet Brad Pitt, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. That's the only question I'm <laughs> going to ask him. <laughs> and I'm going to give it one pair of titties. Mm. Pair of titties. <laughs> God uh, damn. 
I like this more than you guys, but after discussing it less than I thought, Good. so I give it three. Yeah, I don't. I mean, come on. I think that's fine. But I give it. I'm okay, gonna give it th- three. Three uh, Juds. I, I think it's. I think it's solid. Uh, I think it would be. Good if it wasn't so much up its own ass. Mm. Um, and yeah, th- three Douglases. It's it's uh, it's not like real slimy, but I mean the fo- even just her photos are like you know just sweaty naked photos, and it's it's like not pervy necessarily, but it is very gross yep. <laughs> a lot of time. Brad Pitt's character is constantly uh, just yeah, slimy, and greasy, covered in a layer of slime, <laughs> um, unwashed. Un- mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what. To- I was gonna go. If I didn't go for what I did, I was gonna do the loogies. But mm. oh, jeez, uh, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Uh, Sixty-nineing mannequins. Mm. <laughs> well, hey, you found it in Good. the end. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> which right. made me laugh out loud when I was watching the movie. Which, yeah, that, that was when it cut back funny. to that house and David Duchovny comes in because it's a very serious right. scene where he's like, "I'm gonna save my wife," and he comes in and all these <laughs> mannequins are like, "Who before were just standing around, are all in their pants are down and they're all posed." And, and I was like, I'm like yeah, okay, that's pretty funny. Hardcore porno. That's pretty funny. Hardcore all right, porno. moving on to my favorite movie of these three. Eh. Yeah. I had that has parts that were great, but I ultimately thought it's all right. 1995's copycat. Bored copycat. Me. From the great Johnny Meal. A criminal psychiatrist. There's a serial killer out there who strangled three women. He's going to do it again. A homicide detective. Would you work with us on this? You're kidding, right? I do not want you discussing this case with her in any shape, way, or form. It's the Boston Strangler. Are you telling me this guy's copycatting a serial killer's been dead for... 20 years. You're looking for an intelligent white male, 20 to 30 years old, socially functional. Everything's different. Different guy. He's switched from DeSalvo to Bianchi and Bono, the hillside strangler. One man is copying the most notorious killers in history. One at a time. He's sending you letters like he's daring us to nail him. If he wants to be famous, he has to be caught. I'm death and life to you, Doc. Director of Summersby. (laughs) Director of Summersby, director of Up Close and Personal, and my personal favorite, Entrapment, one of the worst movies ever made. He he does not have the stomach for this material. I'd forgotten that he directed this, but I I put it on, and I put the Blu-ray on, and we're sitting there watching it, and I'm like, who directed this? It's probably John A. Meal or something like that, and sure enough. What a quintessentially Matt Lynch thought. Yeah, to that have. is uh, definitely something I would do. This Johnny Meal. This God just damn it. It smells like Johnny Meal. It's, no, it's not Turtle Taub. It's like a. They, uh, this is, I believe, pre 7. 7's 96, right? Or uh, is it 95? This is maybe the same year. It's around the same time. But, can, I, but it's, not a, it's not a 7 ripoff. It's not like hopping on the 7 bandwagon. No, I don't Probably think more so. of a Silence of the Lambs riff than anything else. And there's certain Silence of the Lambsy aspects to it, like going to talk to the killer to get more insights on the the other killer that's happening. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, but this 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 movie is a t- an absolute piece of trash. But I thought it was fucking hilarious uh, for all kinds of reasons. This movie came out a month after Seven. Mm, okay, so certainly definitely not. So like they were derivative. being made at the same time. Yeah. And obviously, very different kind of movie. This director, like David Fincher, was born to like right. do the art direction. Johnny Emile, not so much. Johnny Emile, not so much. This uh, <clears throat> this looks like an episode of Bones or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty pedestrian. It's I mean, at the you know, it's funny too because I remember liking this, and it has a reputation as being like kind of just solid really like real solid oh. um and i think that's probably because it's got like you know uh, sigourney weaver's great sigourney weaver's very good in it harry connick's character is memorable although not in it very much <laughs> i think memorable is a good way of putting it yeah you know it's colorful uh but the movie is boring 
just so boring. It telegraphs just about every single one of his moves, except for this one thing that we'll talk about later, but it's absolutely just one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in a movie before. Uh, uh-huh. And then uh, it Ooh, just kind of peters out. Okay, yeah, I, I was actually really, really in liking the way that I like disclosure, like mm-hmm. that sort of like, oh my God, I can't believe I was stupid. And then the last like 20, 30 minutes is very bland. I was bland. speaking specifically of the fate of Dermot Mulroney's character. Oh, that was weird. Which comes out of nowhere and is the kind of thing that should be like the catalyzing incident for this movie because one of the things you notice, or at least that I noticed watching it this time, is that there's no real like arc mm-hmm. for any of the characters except for Sigourney Weaver, who is con- like constantly confronting her agoraphobia. Yeah. But like the Holly Hunter character is just sort of doing her thing until the end of the movie when it, it, it her actions take the place of someone who is like recovering from the traumatic murder of her partner. But it's not at the hands of like the bad guy. It's just no, a, a random, just random incident. random shit that happened. And, and it's sort of like, that's what rattles her confidence. And it's sort of like, well, that would be a character thing, but it's, it's uh, not. It's the Mike Yanagita scene. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> the, the Mike The part where <laughs> Maroney gets killed isn't the Mike Yanagita scene well, that makes her go like, maybe I should uh, be a better cop or whatever. That right. is 100% true and has to be the first time that comparison's ever been made. <laughs> it has it's, to. It's just the Mike Yanagita scene is better and far less perfect. It's but. A, such a throwaway <laughs> moment that doesn't yeah. really amount to anything. It comes out of nowhere. It's a throwaway moment that is, by the way, an entire like action scene. Right. <laughs> That's, it's not just like a throwaway moment. Yeah, and it doesn't add anything. But so anyway, Dermot Mulrooney, everybody wanted to fuck him, and then he just dies. Yeah, it's really sad. I was, he didn't get to fuck Holly Hunter. He didn't get to fuck Sigourney Weaver. Those Will Patton he doesn't get, get, get to fuck, fuck Will Patton. Yeah. Will, that, that Will, whole, his whole, their whole thing where Will Patton Will, had presumably fucked Holly Hunter earlier on because they, right, were, they were exes. Their whole like Will Patton and, and like his like do whole, your Will Patton do it. Do I do it? Do I do a Will Patton? Yeah, I I presumed you did. You you gotta love me. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I gotta not, do, I gotta not, do it naturally. Uh, I might have some of his lines. Uh, Please love me. I'm in a bad place. I was I was supremely disappointed with this movie because I was like in I was in it for the first like ten minutes when Harry Connick Jr. gets her in the bathroom <laughs> and shit, and I was like, this movie's gonna be awesome because this guy's gonna be in it. And I'm this. I'm this is gonna be a fucking awful movie. But this guy's gonna be constantly going. Hey, well, should I shoot him or stab him? <laughs> and then I was like, and then he's and then he's fucking and captured. He's and he's not in the movie. He's in one other scene. And I was like, fuck this movie. Yeah, he's, I was basically he pops like in that later kind of, on, and then he pops in at yeah. the end. Yeah, and I like Sigourney Weaver uh, just in general, and, and so and I Holly like, Hunter too. I mean, so I like we both, all love Holly. Hunter. I like both of them kind of in this movie, but it's that kind of thing where you're like, they're both just doing, they're both just here doing what they can. This Sigourney movie Weaver's is, working her ass this off. This movie is movie. very perfunctory <laughs> in just about every sense of the word. Those those yeah. two actresses are doing about the best they can with some pretty weak material. There's yeah. not much Holly Hunter for Holly Hunter to do, but Sigourney Weaver has a very demanding role. She has to be like yeah. filled with anxiety and like being traumatized constantly. But she's good. Fucking movie. But I feel like I feel like it's still but. Way beneath Sigourney. It's Weaver. absolutely beneath her. Like I feel she like doesn't treat I, it that way. I feel, no, she's. That's what I mean. Is that like I feel like they're both acting in their sleep in this movie, but Sigourney Weaver is still very good because she's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, you're like this could be this part could be to go to anybody else. But I'm also, glad that- like I mean, I just don't feel like, uh, and I'm not saying that she's like not stretching or what you're saying. She could do this in her sleep. It's not hard for me to buy Sigourney Weaver as a woman who is a. Uh, like physically strong, yeah. very very capable, and scared out of her mind. Exactly. Like I've seen aliens. Have you seen Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, it is it is cool from um, this period, 1995, to have a uh, a movie that where it's it's two two female leads. Yeah. Like 
It's, they're the center of the movie. Like, yeah. the killer comes and goes. Once you find out who he is, he's just nobody. And you find which out is who he's so, really Which early. is so fucking boring. The killer comes um, and goes, but friendship is forever. <laughs> friendship's forever. Kind of. But, uh, but like, even the, you know, Dermot Maroney's, but he's like the secondary character. The main yeah. characters are Sigourney Weaver and Holly Hunter. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like Holly Hunter as the cop, how she's... She's not playing like a woman cop. She's like she's no. as she's as shitty about Sigourney. They're they're real shitty about Sigourney Weaver's like yeah. PTSD. Nobody has any fucking they have patience for they have no a, sympathy for, for the her. Sigourney Weaver's agoraphobia and PTSD and anxiety. Yeah. A woman who was nearly tortured to death by a famous serial killer just like twelve months before the events mm-hmm. in this movie. It, yeah. It's amazing. She thirteen talks months, to Travis. Oh, th- oh, she should be over that shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She should be twelve fucking months. Over that. Okay. Thirteen. And, and who's and who's basically her worst nightmare is coming true. Like she's yes. being stalked yet People again. Are like, oh, Oh, you think you can Jeez. maybe lay off the booze for a little bit and help us out with this, you yeah. fucking bitch? But I like, I <laughs> like do. She, is, she went through the worst thing like anybody could possibly go through. <laughs> I like that the Holly Hunter character isn't like only, she's not in solidarity with her only based on them being women. Right, I think, I just right. think it's like, it's oh, an yeah. interesting character trait that's not like, um, they become, you know, they become partners towards the end and they like, she's with, you know, she's, yeah. but like at first she's like in her, she's a cop. And so she's like, look at this. They're, they're all like this crazy bitch. Yeah. Like she's not like, no, you know, though she went through some stuff and because I'm a woman and she's a woman, we have a whole bond. She's like, fuck that. This, this lady's not going to help us at all. What is she nuts? And also the movie, and she's drunk all the time. Maybe too. as a product of when it was made doesn't do stuff that you'd see now if this movie was made where like they'd really heavily emphasize that exact shit that you're saying that you're glad isn't there. And I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think movies should address that. Sure. I just think that like it's... It There's seems... a tendency to address it in a pretty heavy-handed way now exactly. that this avoids. Yeah. It, it were, I mean, like it's that, it's that shot. It's like that shot from Avengers Endgame where all the right. women characters yeah. line up and go, let's do something. And then you're like, and then they, and then it cuts to something else. And you're like, what did they do? Why was of, that in the movie? It, it feels <laughs> sort of pandering when that stuff's like too too on the nose. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. I think Fargo is a perfect movie, and mm-hmm. I think that Fargo, like it's you know, uh, Marge Gunderson is a cop, right? Who's pregnant? That's but it's not constantly about that. Yeah. <laughs> People aren't always under like upset that undermining her because she's a woman. She's anyway. No, she's clearly the smartest person um, around. She's the smartest person in the room in every the scene she's in. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, but Holly Hunter reminded me of that a little. I think this movie is <laughs> this movie's kind of terrible, and it's not anywhere it's in the league of Fargo. <laughs> but uh. But I mean, it, in that regard, I liked that like those sort of touches. And Holly Hunter is really good always, and so I'm like, yeah, well, uh, she's good in always also. Yeah. Ooh, okay. An, an underrated film. Underrated movie. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we ever will. Actually, no. We'll, oh, we're gonna talk about always. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it. <laughs> not in my fucking house. <laughs> we do not talk about always in my house. You <laughs> we'll, son of a bitch. We'll talk about it off camera. <laughs> but but I do. Mike. But I do like that, that. At least that movie does have good old fashioned fat John Goodman because I do uh, not yeah. care for this skinny John Goodman that we have nowadays. Well, you know, you hear that Johnny. You hear that, John Goodman? You pack he, those pounds on. I don't care if it shaves a time off of your life. <laughs> yeah, when he's gone, you'll be regretting. You can eat those words. I don't know. He should be like, those, he should be words, those right words and put on a couple of pounds there, Get John Goodman. To, oh, my. Uh, oh. The level of corpulence that I expect from my man, John Goodman. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, like, gonna, congratulations on your way. I'm going to make John a Goodman. t-shirt that says, Holly Hunter is always good and good in always. Mm, I love that. I, love it. I would wear that proudly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not terrible. Uh, anyways, let's so let's get to the, the we'll cover the beginning, which is probably the funnest part of the. There's, there's Sigourney Weaver lots given of stuff a, that I the liked beginning about this. of the movie is the most fun part of the movie. Yeah, she's given the lecture at the. Uh, yeah, I got the I got the uh, lecture part. The lecture boring, down. This, the, I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny. She's but it's, like, it's let sad. me ask you guys something. 
This is her making a speech to his students, I'm guessing. This part actually was funny because the way when she t- says these stats, I was like, I, all that had been on Twitter for like a week and a half was like, Joker's going to make people go crazy and shoot right. everybody. And then she says this, and I'm like, man, when was this movie made? <laughs> a long time ago. Let me ask you guys something. What turns you on? I mean, what really does it for you? Is it a great body? A nice smile? Is it beautiful legs? And they're all like, hee tittering. And she goes... But what turns on a serial killer is the suffering and death of another human being. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, but wow. then she talks about how it's Party's like, over. Uh, how it's like white. It's so always, like, look at the guys next to you. And she's like, it's always. Stand up if you are between, the, if yeah. you're a white male between the ages of 20 and 35, a bunch of dudes stand and she's up. like, and, four of you are serial killers. Yep. <laughs> that guy, that guy, get him. Yeah. Actually, the, the guy, the guy is in the room. Harry Connick is Connick in there, Jr. and he's like, in the room. he dragged No, me. not Harry Connick, the, the killer. The killer, the killer from Connick. the rest of the movie is also here. They're both there. Yeah. Right. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. We don't know about the other killer. We don't know uh, that. It turns yet. out he was. But that he's guy? there. He's oh, really? one of the first shots of the movie. Oh, Harry God, Connick that is guy's totally so, there. That guy's so boring looking. I didn't that, like, notice, it, but that, like, Molly pointed it out to I never would have noticed him. The killer is portrayed by former Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara. And then later, there's a scene like when they're in the when they're in like the squad room, yeah. and uh, and the killer's there too, and he says like, "Hi, detective." He talks to Will Patton for a second, and it's like really, really, really obvious. I mean, the whole idea is that he's a bland white boy who like you know, because he's like hidden amongst all the other yeah. bland white boys. But you know who's a white boy that who isn't bland? <laughs> Harry Connick, motherfucking oh junior, and this shit. Uh, uh, Daryl Lee Cullen, good was a very Darryl good serial Lee killer Cullen. name. What a great fucking name! I was so. I mean, I was. I can't tell you how fucking annoyed I was when like this the movie turned out to not be about him. Ended and he's because I was like, I was I was really excited when he shows up in this movie at the very beginning. I'm like, oh my god, that's funny because I've <laughs> this seen this like gonna... two or three times, and every time I've liked it less. But every time I'm like, oh yeah, Harry, Harry Connick Jr. Oh right, he's not in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and he because he's, he's he's. I wouldn't say he's good in it, but he is funny. Because if we, yeah. I mean, if if Brad <laughs> something else, Brad Pitt's like a like a, a white trash serial killer monster in California. He's he's a, doing a pretty grounded performance mm-hmm. in that movie, and then he's over the top quite a bit. This is like. Harry kind of going like, "What's the most cartoonish thing I can he's fucking like do?" He's like a comic book villain. <laughs> Did he get any good lines great. out of him? He even there? has fake teeth oh, yeah. and shit. I think he's got like some kind of like ridiculous. They like, put like ac- They put like acne on him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's like his baseball face cap. Is really, I think they stuff. bleached his hair or something. I think so he they looks did like, something to his teeth. He just looks all fucked up. I mean, up. God it's bless really, Harry Connick Jr. for really doing funny. this part because he's like fucking great. God bless him for this and his narration in My Dog Skip and Independence Day. Oh sure, I will not. God bless him for Independence Day. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> the Goose of Independence Day. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking about Independence Day in my house. God damn it! Uh, God <laughs> damn. So 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 Scorns goes into the the ladies' bathroom. She's got like uh, she's got security guards with her or bodyguards or whatever, and they check the bathroom like it's clear. And they see that one of the stalls has a lady's legs down there, and so they're like, "That's a lady. It's fine." And then, uh, so Sigourney's is uh, is using the bathroom, yeah. and then <laughs> this all cracks me up. He takes the shoes off takes, first. I love like, this. It's like Harry Connick Jr. and he's got ladies, <laughs> got lady legs, and then he takes the shoes off and takes the stockings off, and, and then he like he strings up uh, Sigourney's on uh, on a toilet seat, so she yeah. can just barely has a foot on the toilet, so she's yeah. like hanging but like not quite dying, and that's when he starts kind of like monologuing, and he's uh, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> All right, here we go. Now let me ask you so How would a fart knocker like me take out a dumb guy like this? And he's like holding a gun to to the cop. Yeah. Would you stick him 
or shoot him. Stick him or shoot him. Stick him or shoot him. Shoot or stick him. Stick him or shoot him. I think I'm going to go ahead and do both. And then he like shoots a man, stabs him at the he, same like, time. He like cuts so, his throat and shoots him at the same time. This guy's so fucking twisted, he cuts his throat and shoots him at the same time, bros. That's how fucking fucked up this fucking guy but, like, is. That, that's that's like a great opening for a movie. But if that's the be- that's the best part, this is the best. That's the best part. This is all the movie has. And the, and the computer animations. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, but that's more like that's funny. This is the most but, exciting thing in the whole movie. But this and is like he, holy shit, the whole movie's gonna be like this. No, when no. he fucking shoots and stabs this guy at the same time, he goes, "Woo, hot potato!" It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty fucking funny. Yeah, he shoots and stabs a cop, and then he's like, "What? Oh, what does he say?" He like drops they his body. They so don't like, actually show what happens, and then he like comes. Well, no, up then and there's another cop running down the aisle. Another cop and running, then it, like fades out like 13 months later. And yeah, he's, but he like gets all close to her face and goes yeah. like, "Oh, you better hold on, this is gonna get real bad for you, girl and girl." Whoop. And then it like kind of cuts, and it says like thirteen months later yeah. or whatever like that. Yeah, and then and then it's like uh, just the then cops. It's just a boring ass cop movie for another two. Oh yeah, she, she rapes up. She rapes up. Ooh, God, she yeah, might want to cut that off. Wakes up. <laughs> she wakes up. Holy shit! Shit! <laughs> so quite the Freudian slip there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all these movies that we watched this week fucked me they up fucked in the you right head. Up. That's the nature of evil. They got no. me twisted like the Joker. Uh, <laughs> everybody gonna see the Joker in theaters no, please now. Don't see the Joker. It's really bad. Uh, she wakes up. There and, you go. Uh, there you go. But buddy. she. W- but it was very much like Ripley waking up in Aliens, like right. that same sort of deal. She's all traumatized uh, by mm-hmm. her experience. A little bit uh, different kind of movie than Aliens. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and on a limb and say it's not as good as Aliens. Okay. Um, but that's. <laughs> I'd say she it. gives a more nuanced. We're performance. gonna talk about Aliens. She in this gives house, a more so. nuanced performance of someone who's gone through a major trauma in Aliens than yeah, she does in this right. movie. Absolutely. But uh, she, so she's traumatized and she's not sleeping well and she ha- and uh, I'm not saying I, I envy her or anything like that but she does live in the biggest mansion in the it's history huge. of the world that is right on the docks and is the size of uh, like a convention center. Or one something thing like that, that one thing that has definitely popped into my mind more than once as we were doing this podcast is the outrageous real estate in '90s movies. Oh yeah. man. Well, before everybody you know, grabbed it up, man. It yeah. was like the, it's it was like free for all. I in think the, 90s. the idea was like these p- p- characters make they make they're doing pretty well. Well, the houses like are a like lot characters of the characters in the films, man. A lot of the characters in these movies are like doing pretty good. Like mm-hmm. they have a solid job and they live in these fucking houses that now we would look that we look. And I don't know, I don't know that real estate prices weren't low enough then that someone right. who's like she's doing okay that could have a house like that. Like at the end of California, you're like. I don't know. Maybe he got an okay book deal, yeah. and they were able to afford a house. Maybe it's an beach. Airbnb. That's a that's more than an okay book deal if you can buy a fucking house now. But I don't know what was the price then. That's I don't right. know. Books were flying off the shelf in the nineties. Didn't have a choice. Yeah, you had to read books. You had to read it on paper. <laughs> uh, but Sigourney's but she lives in a, she lives in a is like a criminal psychologist, and so I'm assuming, and an academic. But she's written an academic. We who, know that who, who doesn't who, go outside. But she's written books, and I, and I did calculate that to be able to afford this house that she lives in, she must she had to have sold a hundred and Eight million copies of this book that she wrote, <laughs> like how, like a show ki- your the mind of the mind of a killer, uh, the best-selling book ahead of the Bible uh, of all time. People can't get enough of this fucking thing, and uh, and meanwhile, they're like that killer is loose, and and I'm gonna. I don't think this counts as a spoiler. This is a copycat killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why it's called copycat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't figure and that out until the third time I saw this. Oh, why co- didn't they call it copycat with a K? <laughs> oh, man, that would have been too edgy. Well, because that wasn't one. the name of She didn't write that in the note. It was going to be Primal Kfir, too. Primal Kfir. Primal Fear. Primal Kfir. Primal Kfir. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Well, so there's a copycat killer who's copycatting 
of different serial, serial killers. Because killers. Mm-hmm. he's like, at first, it's like, this is exactly like this one. And Holly Hunter and her partner, Dermot Dolrooney. Dermot Nice Dermot. Dermot. Oh, nice Marmot, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so they, they, they the police are fucking clueless. The police yeah. around here don't seem to have the slightest clue. How does this, uh, how do we feel about comparing the internet sleuth work in this to the internet sleuth work in the bone collector because they seemed very similar to me they are a similar this is, time this is i feel like bone collector is like closer to what computers actually act like certainly in the case of a person who's like operating yeah. them in the way that he does and, in especially because this was 95 yeah and, yes. and bone collector's like 98 that's 98 so i mean yeah. and it's like not that is three years but it's like computer technology was making like leaps and bounds every year then so by the time sure. bone collector you're like this is essentially how computers work it's but, who, but whatever. This is like I don't think computers yeah. worked like that then. But this it's like also real, uh, it's a step up from what ninety three or ninety four's disclosure, where right. you're like, well, computers never worked like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's like this came out uh, before Mission Impossible, which also has some really terrible computer stuff. Yeah. But th- which I re- was reminding, like this reminded me of that. Yeah. Like that's just not how this works. That's that might know? that is one of the main reasons why I was delighted by this movie is I did not know that it, so much of it was like 90s computer bullshit. No. And so when that started happening there's two aspects of it uh well, more than that but two main aspects of the computer bullshit. Should we be are, more detailed about exactly what the hell we're talking about here? Uh well first of all Sigourney's uh, is an agoraphobic so she can't so she has to do everything through her computers right. and she's got a data she's got like two more, or maybe even three monitors of fucking bananas. So it's similar to Bone Collector in that way. Yeah. yeah because she can't she can't, she can't leave the house. House. I mean, yeah. of course, hers is a, a mental instead of a physical handicap, right. but like it's the same thing. Where like this killer is essentially stalking her at her. She's at she's her got house. the computer crime lab at the house. Yeah, and she's yeah. got like this special database that maybe even she made herself, mm-hmm. where she like types in sperm and it like finds stuff. All of the sperm. There's, there's this <laughs> screenshot that I have where there's like a bunch of like HTML, and then she just types sperm. Oh my god, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> But then there's, but, but then there's also nowadays these, you just get Wikipedia. There's also these elements, and when this started happening, this is when I was just like I was probably giggling like a little like a child or something. <laughs> but where uh, there's like a picture of the murder scene, and, the, and like someone sends these these emails with these files on them to Sigourns, because mm-hmm. the the copycat is like wants Sigourns to write a book about him because they always do because they always movies. do these these killers, man. They just want attention. Yeah. They they're they're megalomaniacs. They're not like early Grace. They, they crave who notariety. Just wanted yeah, to who, murder. Just fucking chaos, who, man. Who just wanted to murder people. Yeah. Just do what I want. He didn't even want that. He just wanted. He just was wandering around and be like, I'm gonna kill this guy. I killed that guy with a rock. I, I don't got, fucking know. Well, that was fun. I got no reason to do nothing. Boop, boop. Yeah, this guy. This guy wants to be, wants to be he, he wants to be remembered like John Doe from Seven. Right. And uh, John Doe has the upper hand. John Doe has the upper hand. Here. And uh, sorry, I believe you feel that way, John. But. <laughs> So, but there, but there's a part, and uh, and uh, Secretary of uh, Defense Robert McNamara is the killer, and he sends <laughs> he sends this this file to Sigourney Weaver. I don't know why that's funny because it's <laughs> not. It at doesn't all. even look remotely it's like Robert like McNamara. It's William McNamara. He looks more like McGeorge Bundy. Is it? The what? actor's name is William McNamara. Is it? Oh, I had no oh. idea because he's like a guy I don't recognize from anything because he's like a fucking blank. Like I just he's like some he's probably he's the like boyfriend the from Sleeping with the Enemy or something. Maybe he's he the most was boring in uh, guy he ever. was in Surviving the Game. He was ah. in Chasers with Erica Lignac. Not exactly Movie. a lightweight. Movies of time forgot. Yep. <laughs> well, surviving the Game is great. <laughs> no, Surviving the Game is awesome. But oh, uh, does he play like Rugger or like his, he's the, the kid? The kid, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah nice. Okay, <clears throat> it's uh, the son of uh, whatever. Anyway, he's not great, but he studied at the Stravinsky Institute. I found that. Oh, out. Surviving was, the Game uh, is a masterpiece. And. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh wow, it's pretty it's fucking good. I, I, okay, it's fucking it's fucking great. It's really good. It's it, better than you remember. Okay, it's not yeah. ricochet good, but it's pretty fucking good. All yeah. right. Yeah. Anyways, well, maybe we'll do it. Some computers. Anyways, it's computers. So so there's this picture of, of one of, of one of his victims with it's like a lady in the bathtub with like her leg dangling out of the bathtub. Right. And he makes this like this ninety this perfect nineteen ninety five computer animation thing where and then he sends the file to Sigorns and it's like the file has a skull and crossbones right. on it and she's like, Oh, what's I'll this? Just and just this. clicks on it. <laughs> it's the nineties. I mean, who knew? She's like, maybe this is information about pirates or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I did send off for And that. she clicks on that in this uh, in this amazing... It's like a little I movie did, It's makes. like the, the, like the th- first thing that pops up is a picture. And I was like, ooh, that's pretty dark. He sent the pictures to her. And then the, like, the leg starts moving. Yeah. And then it like, starts dancing yeah. around. And then it tr- transfers into like the, this footage that he took a, of this lady dancing around at like this mm-hmm. festival. And then the face of the lady dancing around turns into a skeleton face. Oh, and was my like, gosh. Because <laughs> he's going to kill her next. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's I was fucking giggling and laughing and, and probably <laughs> clapping my hands like a toddler when this happened. And he makes, I think, three of these three. Throughout the yeah, course that's, of the movie, that's the only it's really so good one. Funny. The rest of them, no, are, the rest of them aren't as good. The rest of them are okay, but it's like uh-huh. he photo. It's like he uh, photoshops her face onto. It's like he's. It's like people are using Photoshop before Photoshop was invented. Right. Like in like she even does one later. That's like and it's like <laughs> it's very she, easy. It seems like it's very. They easy show to us do. the program. And they show him at one point making one of them, and it's like, oh, that's very. As easy. As someone who had a new home computer in 1995, I can uh, I can tell you, not it was that not easy. that easy. Yeah. <laughs> no. It was in fact impossible to do that <laughs> from as easily as they do anyway. I'm sure fucking NASA or somebody could do that, but like <laughs> that's but like, exactly why. NASA <laughs> failed so miserably so many times because they were busy making fucking murder videos. Well, this well, guy, this guy works at a sperm bank, so he's obviously pretty smart. <laughs> he does. Uh, God. But was, did anybody write down which the serial killers that he was? One copy, of them is Speck, right? Because uh, uh, I haven't watched that uh, show, but it was a lot of dudes from that Mindhunter show. Uh-huh. One of them was the, who's the guy, the big dude from season one of Mindhunters that everybody uh, Kemper, Ed Kemper. Kemper, yeah, because he kills like two people at one time. Because he's like, he's, oh, Kemper killed, Kemper killed two co-eds. Is they call him co-eds. Peter Curtin's <laughs> one of them, or, or maybe that was uh, the Boston was the name. Strangler. Yeah, he's he's working through this cycle, and the cycle is from once again the uh, the uh, the speech that Sigourney Weaver made at this college. It's where the list yeah. of... she mentions a bunch of killers, yeah. and uh, and then then it goes to Dahmer, and then and right. once they finally figure out what's going on, they're like, he's going to do Dahmer next, and then his piece de resistance is going to be Ted Bundy, and that's you know that's going to be a real. Well, yeah. what with like two or three, he killed three people. And, yeah, and that that's gonna be the most fucked up. That's what it's all building to. The Dahmer one was. He weird. wants to dazzle us because I don't know a lot about the Dahmer case. What's he doing the Dahmer he, like, one in this movie? People. <laughs> well, it's what he did sometimes. Okay, he does the because he. I mean, because he does it at, a, at like a gay club. Yeah, and he I mean, murders her. He murders her. Live, her live-in, uh, her yeah, live-in gay friend, her gay friend who's like her caretaker. Yeah, yeah, and he and he murders him because yes. it's like supposed to be. Because at this point, he's like getting closer to. Yeah, but does he just like stab him, him in an alley or something? So, so he like does. Yeah, it's like they and don't. I feel, I'm they like, don't, I don't show it. No, they do. No, no, they don't show what all all he does to him. And Dahmer did oh. all kind. Of, this yeah, they show, they show him kill him though in the alley. He like stabs yes. him and then puts the bag over his head. Yeah, and the guy, but we don't like, find out what he does to the guy. This after gives that. you kind of an idea yeah, of where this movie is coming from because it's like the movie. It's one of these movies that's about like this fucked up shit, but doesn't really have the stomach for it. Yeah. So like yeah. Dahmer was or just like, just decided he didn't have the time or that you know like let's we don't it doesn't matter. It only matters that he's killing people. Because well, then this you know? guy's found because I know Dahmer did kill like gay but men, they went but he killed mostly gay Vietnamese men. 
Because he was like, they're like, because that's what happened is that guy, one guy got away from him and then yeah. like the cops, the, cops brought, the cops brought him back to Dahmer. Yeah. yeah. Like, because they were like, well, we can't understand what this guy's saying. And so like, good work, good work, cops. But, but like, this guy's just found like at a dock. Somewhere. He killed all kinds of young men. They find yeah. him like face down, floating in the water. Yeah. And then it's just, and then it just sort of like cuts to Sigourney Weaver crying. You don't find out any, any details. Right. And you find out all kinds of details about all the other kills. So I, <laughs> right. I feel like in this one, they're like, we don't want to. This is talk more of about a, this, this is more of the shit, plot. This is like the, the you know this late second act plot beat. We're like, oh now so now it's personal. Like, yes. Now he, you know he killed somebody close. Sure. To him. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's, That's the only it. reason they're bringing it up. Uh huh. And then, but the other uh, ones were so, it's like just funny because mm-hmm. the other killings were like these exact replicas like of the other mm-hmm. murders, and then it's like and he's gonna do Dahmer. But isn't that kind of, of isn't that kind of like uh, <laughs> one of the ways in which this movie is kind of half-assed and boring? <laughs> oh is yeah, like, absolutely. It's called Copycat, and ostensibly it's about this guy who's a copycat murderer, and, and it sort of sort doesn't of. matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But then, um, so then they like have to do a video conference with Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> yeah, who's in the clink. Who's in the clink? Who's gal? I don't know why. I can't remember why they have to. I guess because they they need they need him, or is he gonna kill? Like, no, they him have to or? because we need a Sounds of the Lambs kind of thing where mm-hmm. they have to talk right. to the guy and do the stuff. But, but then, so then we get well, we do get one more scene of Harry Connick Jr. Well, there's actually two because there's, there's, there's I'm he, on the TV now. <laughs> Am I looking at the <laughs> screen? Me in this screen? All right, Bubba. It's uh, colder than a bucket of molasses up in here. Where is she? She's a real purdy. This is where we get to the. This is where we get to the, the funniest line in the in the whole uh, the whole movie where Do he's it. where they want this information about this guy because he's been in communication with the guy and he's kind of almost pulling the strings for this guy. We find out later on. Yeah, because yeah. like in Manhunter, because he's such a yeah, like in Man, because he's such a great killer and the other killers want to be like him, I right. guess. But at one point, she, she, he's like, "I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do what you want me to do." And they're like, "Well, what do we have to do?" And he's like, "You know, you got to do oh, Miss Gordon Weaver." And she's like, what do you want? Oh, whatever you want. And he's like, I want you to send me some of your squirrel covers. And they're like, what? Yep. Like, <laughs> they're you're... correctly like, what? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? He's like, your panties. So he is so from the bayou and from <laughs> like squirrel living, covers. growing up in a cave in the woods or wherever that he calls panties squirrel covers. Mm. I have never heard that before. I've never heard that before. I believe that's, never... that's got to be improvised. <laughs> I hope they never hear that. That's after what, this. Harry Connick Jr. was like, "I got something I can throw in here because this is what we used to call. This is what my f- papa used to call them <laughs> when I was getting raised on a fan boat. Like my, my crawfish <laughs> caretakers used to call my them squirrel covers <laughs> when I was being raised by crowd daddies and beavers. We used to call them squirrel covers, and that's all we had. <laughs> all I had was breakfast, my, lunch, and dinner. All I had was my squirrel covers and my piano. <laughs> is piano? By Peony. Oh, he called it Peony? Peony, oh. I had a Peony made out of squirrel covers and crawdads. <laughs> it floated in the swamp. Wait a minute, were you raised by crawdads or did you have a piano made out of crawdads? Both. <laughs> I was raised by crocodiles in a beaver nest. Uh, I don't know. Beaver nest. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking squirrel covers. Ugh. He's, yeah. uh, he was born on the bayou. And so then she agrees say? to do that and then he's like, this guy's going to kill a person over here. He just says yeah. like what's exactly what's gonna happen, uh-huh. and then uh, and there's a whole stupid scene that you guys were talking about earlier where Maroni's character just gets killed. Yeah, he yeah, kills like he gets killed by some, some Chinese gang. Shit. Some Chinese gang activity happens, and he some gets asshole killed. Will Patton actually left his fucking leaves his gun fucking loaded firearm in his, his drawer. In his drawer, and one of the one of the perps gets like, yep. gets over there, gets the gun, and takes uh, Dermot Maroney, who's just bringing back donuts for everybody. Yep. 
Yeah. And it's call, it's a callback to earlier because Holly Hunter's character has this thing where like you shoot a guy right here in the mm. shoulder and you'll make him drop his gun. You shoot yep. a guy in his shoulder. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> and she does you that. Shoot him in the- which is not, by the way, that that's kind of like how her character is introduced. Is like we're just teaching Marmot Bill Rooney how to uh, how to shoot a gun, and he like shoots them a bunch of times, and she's like, "Actually, what you gotta do is shoot him in the shoulder." And you're like, no, that she, is she's not. More, she more like talks out of the side of her mouth. And you gotta do. Is- and that is not how they teach you what That's to do if you're a cop. Marmot is actually following proper police co- protocol, yeah. which is unload nine clips <laughs> into a child or whatever. <laughs> like, shoot a thousand times, reload, shoot more, and then, like, I don't know, check their pulse or something. Well, this guy's like got that. him, like, don't at shoot gunpoint, him in the shoulder. and she can shoot. I mean, her, her shot is in the shoulder, I guess. I guess he, he, no, she, she, she gets him, and then he she picks gets up him, he a drops gun, the gun and, anyway. and he gets a, and he gets another gun, and it's not actually her fault. She did, she was fine. She did yeah. it right. Yeah. Dumaroni just didn't get up fast enough, or whatever, or he got up too quick. I don't know. Yeah. So the guy still gets him, and yeah. it's very sad because everybody wanted to fuck him. It's so sad, but also totally an aside. Yep. It, like, it seems happens, like the sort of it, thing that should happen at the beginning of the movie. It feels like something that should happen in a different movie. Yeah. It like honestly like is like this weird thing, and I think it's this whole like it's like. At that point, you're like, "Oh, this movie thinks we give a shit, right?" About this thing, about it's kind of weird that they don't like tie it together to the film in any way. Like, how come this isn't somebody like that's close to her that gets killed by Harry Connick Jr. at the beginning of the movie, or something? Or you know like, what I mean? Like, or anything? It has nothing to do with has absolutely no. nothing to do with the serial killer. It's just like a fluke thing, and yeah. like the movie doesn't really earn that kind of scene where you can go like, "Oh, this is really about." This it doesn't even seem right. to thematically tie in, except that like no, we just need to have her have a crisis of like ability. She needs to be like unsure yeah. of herself, yeah. and that's all. That's the whole point. Yeah, I think somebody in, says some throwaway line about well, that's life for it. Pretty few, you never know what's going to happen. You're like okay. I mean, at the end of the movie, but it is a movie. You got to write this yourself. Right. At the end of the movie, she like shoots, just shoots the guy. So mm-hmm. maybe that's it. Shoots him in the shoulder first. <clears throat> yeah, and then he's like, yeah, now I'm gonna come in. And she shoots him again. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I guess maybe, I guess nah, it's very perfunctory. You know? It is very, one of those th- where the last this is one of those movies where the last fifteen to twenty minutes is <laughs> as perfunctory as it gets. And it's you're very just TV like, pilot. Oh god. Yeah, because Sigourney Weaver gets kidnapped by the guy, gets captured by the killer, Robert McNamara, mm-hmm. and uh, is that ta- his wife that he's taken, living with? Yeah, he's got a wife. Yeah. He's got a wife, and he like kills her. And yeah. she's she's like presented in this really cartoonish way where she's like watching TV and he's kind of annoyed by her yeah. like laziness or she's whatever. Like, well, she's ill, I thought. She's bedridden. Yeah. yeah. But Which he is like, why but she doesn't go okay. into his kill basement. Yeah. He seems he annoyed by her. Oh, like, sure, yeah. Oh, this lady. Because he's like, putting on the the mask of, of normal yeah, of a normal guy. But they go to his, they find out who he is and they get to his house and it's on fire. Because mm-hmm. he's, set, he's yeah. set it on fire and she's dead. He's killed mm-hmm. her and she's dead in the... In her room, and then he then he's kidnapped Sigourney Weaver and taken her to the where she almost got killed at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, to recreates uh, is trying to recreate it exactly, which is how she ends up getting away because she like drops one of her shoes, and he's so obsessed with the the meticulous recreation of the crime. Put the shoe back on, and then she's able to like get away, yeah. and then and then she like is runs upstairs and gets outside, and she's like, oh, no, agoraphobia, right? 
and then uh, Holly Hunter shows up and kills him. Yeah. There's a scene. It just happens. It's just like well, a bunch she of things do a happen. Whole, like, oh no, Holly know, Hunter shows up and gets knocked out by him first. Yeah, because she has to like talk him. Just right. to, like get monologuing and stuff. Oh, no, yeah, he's, he's, gonna, he's gonna kill. Is he gonna kill Holly Hunter? Well, the same way he killed the cop at the beginning, or is it a different cop? Well, before they get to that, there is a scene where Sigourney <laughs> Sorry, has, a, has a chance to like take get the take her power back and she, and use some strategy because yeah, yeah. yeah. she knows that this guy needs has to do everything just right. And while yeah, yeah. he's monologuing, you get where he's going like, eh, "Did I did I get the, cut this guy's throat just the way it was? And do I have you hung up? You're wearing the right dress and this and that. And like, oh, everything's got to be just perfect. And so she's hung up. She's got just like one toe, like keeping her from yeah, yeah. like dying and hanging. And uh, and everything looks like it's it's going out of control. And he's and he's got a, like a gun, I think, to Holly Hunter. He's going <clears> to <throat> cut her throat and. Yeah. She goes like, "Oh, I know what to do," and she like kicks her foot off of the yeah, toilet and starts choking herself. That's what I said earlier. And, uh, and he like drops and her he's shoe. Like, oh shit! Yeah. But then at a, at a certain point, he's going. He he has the line where he's like, "Did you know more books have been written about Jack the Ripper than Abraham Lincoln? It's a sick world." Because it's that kind of movie. Jesus. And uh, he has to first of all, on that no. Shit. <laughs> not true. <laughs> it would have been funny if Sigourney was like, "No, I, I don't think that's actually oh, that's true." Actually, not true. Abraham Lincoln's second only to Jesus. Uh, it's famous. That's a famous. <laughs> Even factoid. David Duchovny's character in California wrote a book about Abraham Lincoln. I mean, everybody did. <laughs> that was <laughs> the book like, he was writing. Yeah, it was right. about Abraham Lincoln. We're all capable. He's of it. like nobody liked it when it was a serial killer book, but when I changed the name to the Abraham Lincoln story, everybody yeah. bought a copy. <laughs> what does that world. say? What does that say? Sick world. The sick world. There's a there's a funny part it's where, a mad where world. former Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara uh, is does an impression of Willie, of Harry Connick Jr. in this, and he's doing the whole what, what do you think? I should do should I shoot her thicker <laughs> and then he does an actual <laughs> yeah and that's a <laughs> yeah I got I was out so, of that. I don't know this movie like t- I like just tuned out it's a, a good trailer point. I like tuned in when the when Harry Connick was on for years. a scene but like so much of it this whole ending is just so like by the uh, numbers movie sucks. it's like very bland it doesn't even it doesn't even care is that yeah. is you, you brought up the trailer is that part in the trailer really vivid in your memory where that where like a part a person goes like so you're telling me this guy's imitating a a, a, yeah. a, a killer who did, who did this who hasn't been alive in and then Holly Hunter goes 20 years and like, the, that was like so vivid Connick, in my memory. <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. is like coming right into the camera. Like, yeah. yeah, like this. Did they, they did they just pay a bunch of money for the ad campaign for this movie? Because it's very vivid in my brain. This is the, exactly the kind of shit that we started the podcast for. Because <laughs> this is these kind of like throwaway movies. They don't make shit like this anymore. This is a TV pilot. <laughs> sure yeah. <shit> don't. <laughs> this may. I mean, this may go to series on CBS. One hundred percent could be the basis <laughs> of a series. It's just like it's like untraceable. It's like yeah. yeah. I mean, that was more fun, I guess. But still, it's the same basic generic crap <laughs> right yeah there's a there's a, um uh, one part that i thought was also just fucking hilarious and i don't i really don't think intentionally so where uh like a killer has has killed this is kind of like halfway through where they kind of know what the deal is and sigourney's like uh guiding them through and so there, there's a crime scene and sigourney's like look around um because like serial killers like to go to the scene of the crime and see and you know right. be, be there to see it all you know how people react to it and then she goes look around and see if anybody fits our description and and Holly Hunter looks and sees a bunch of fucking creepy dudes <laughs> there's just like one there's like nine different kinds of creeps it's like it's a joke or something I don't know like a skinny oily looking guy Maybe and then the, like a fat like like a there's trailer a park clown boys. costume yeah, got a clown costume <laughs> like. Do you think the point was supposed to be gangster carrying a violin case? (laughs) Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) Do you think the point was supposed to be that she's like, (laughs) looks around, she's like, I only see people who could be the guy. (laughs) You know, like, is that the point? What kind of world is this? Because, like, at the beginning of the movie, when she's giving her speech, it's like, 
any one of these guys is a kill could be a killer. One out of four of these guys is a serial killer or whatever. So then Holly Hunter looks around at the end like, you're right. Everybody's a serial mm. killer. I think that's kind of sort of the I point, mean, one this, of the points that this movie is just sort movie, of laying yeah. out there. If this movie has any sort of a thesis yeah. or, or theme or point besides being so. besides being a by the num- pretty by the numbers it's just a pop boiler thing that like happens and then ends thankfully yeah um, I do yeah. have I do have well, I kind of hated this movie by the end of it <laughs> it's not very good but the, I did like the, the last end twenty minutes is such a fucking drag the, oh, the, oh, the fucking well, closing gonna, credits are yeah. great. Where it's like Harry Connick in jail, and he's yes. and he's reading or he's reading the letter that that dude, the yeah. killer, wrote to him about like I hope I can you know, and he reads it out loud, and then he just like stares off into like the middle distance as the, the credits, credits roll, roll over, roll. and and I watched the whole fucking credits. It's not a freeze frame. No, it no. doesn't freeze from him. It's him sitting there. You every once in a while you see his like lips move a little or his eyes twitch or something. <laughs> I don't think he blinks the whole time no. though. I don't think he blinks, but it's not a fucking for freeze like, frame. It's like two minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a, a long, lot. It's a long it's time. It's super weird. So again, the only good part of this movie, in my opinion, is Harry Connick Jr., and he's only in three scenes, and it's like, if you guys had just made the whole movie about him being in it constantly, I would. this it would, would be, be maybe the highest rated movie I have. <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's not, even in, he's not even in it enough to go over the top enough. Right, you know yeah. what I mean. You yeah, just get a, you get a taste, and then they take it away. Just yeah, a taste. Yeah, God damn it, it sucks. Uh, just a cu- just a couple lines here. There's a there's a, a funny just one of those lines where you're like, who wrote this thing? Where uh, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver is, I think, is, is like t- I guess she's trying to talk down to Holly Hunter, who I guess she sees as a hick. Sort. That's the only explanation for this line, where she's like. You know, trying to relate to how, how, like her sense of her PTSD and her anxiety and stuff. And she's talking to Holly Hunter. She goes, You don't feel fear, do you? You're one of those people who think everything happens for a reason and we're all God's chillin'. Jeez. Chillin'. <laughs> That's weird. Well, Holly Hunter does weird. have a wicked accent. Yeah, so. I think she's making she fun of her accent. Um, but also, kind of like, harsh. Also, in, in her defense, uh, they are very, very blase yeah, to the point of being shitty about her about her PTSD, yeah. which oh, they yeah, refer to as PTSD. They literally only talk to her and go like, Jesus, fucking crazy later. And they always talk about she needs to stop drinking and that she should get over it and just yeah. go outside already. And yeah. you're like, yeah. maybe something really bad happened to her. Like you know the something. Scene we saw at the something famously bad happened to her not that long ago. Yeah. It makes total it's sense. It's not a nuanced portrait of mental illness. No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely. The first movie that we've seen that was not a, the, yeah, like treated they mental usually illness are. without that respect. <laughs> yeah. They're usually, so, uh, they're usually so detailed and meticulous. This is another, so full of empathy. This is another part I where, just thought uh, the cop's reaction to her thing was, really, was mm-hmm. very funny. I mean, it's totally of this period. It's like absolutely in line with all of the shit we've done on this podcast, oh, but yeah. it, was just, it was just funny that it's like they're so like... Pfft, you know, like he come, they come out and now expected Dermot Maroney to go like, man, that lady's crazy. And Holly Hunter go, well, you know, she went through a whole thing. But he says that and she goes, yeah, right. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> What's her fucking deal? And you're like, oh, okay, no, no, no. But everybody hates this lady. What did she expect me to care because I'm a woman? What she expect me to care because I'm a human being? <laughs> <laughs> Then there's a part when uh, the killer is changing his M.O. to be like the hillside strangler. And, and then uh, Sigourney Weaver uh, is like talking about this. And then she goes, two men, two kinds of sperm. Very witty, our guy. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, the, yeah. the, dead, the definition of wit. <laughs> was she quoting Oscar Wilde I when guess. she said that? That is, in fact, well, that's what it, That's the, what came back when she Googled yeah, sperm or whatever. I think that her... is the information she got. <laughs> yeah. When she typed sperm into her program. Was it a cartoon of Oscar Wilde saying that quote? <laughs> Either that wallpaper goes or I know. <laughs> sperm. That's a solid Oscar Wilde. Yeah. 
<laughs> let's just let's let's wrap get it out up. of here. Let's get out of this while we can. All right, ratings. We gotta. Uh, I wish I could go like between the two and two and a half, but I'm just gonna go with two Juds. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with one Douglas, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess I gotta go ten out of ten squirrel covers. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um. I'm gonna give it three Juds because uh, it is so. Three Juds. It is. I just thought I thought it was fun. Okay. I mean, up until huh. it's it's bad, but okay. we're we're talking Juds here. Right. Um, sure. But I mean, like, there's just so much stuff that happened in this movie where I just was like, I can't fucking believe this movie. It, this huh. movie should be more well known for how stupid and ridiculous it is. Like those those computer things, Harry yeah. Connick Jr.'s performance. Again, this movie has a reputation as being like a solid example of genre. That is in that is incorrect. Unbelievable. It is a poor film. Wow. It's yeah. very stupid. That's all wrong. <laughs> uh, one and a, I don't know, one and a half, Douglas. It's, it's not. That's not what it's about. But I mean, it can't avoid some of this sleazy stuff because of the genre yeah. that it is. Yeah, it would like to. Um, and I'm going to give it two kinds of sperm. Mm. Very witty, our guy. Um, uh, one and a half, Juds. I think this movie sucks. Oh, okay. Boy. I think this movie sucks, and I would give it a higher thing if it sucked, but had Carrie Connick Jr.'s. Uh, character in it a whole bunch but instead it burns you at the beginning by like dis by going like check out this movie right now you're watching a different movie that sucks what if it had harry carey in it uh, oh man i don't know that's crazy baseball man oh man what's this boy oh boy is oh that his boy name? oh boy murdered never mind i don't think i know who fucking harry carey is he's more guy? famous as a will ferrell character from yes SNL that's true at this point. oh snl you gotta be from shite town like uh, deep dish farina speaking of shite town the next movie that we're going to talk about takes place in fucking Shytown. Well, I haven't finished Kevin my ratings didn't do his rating yet. yet. Oh, God damn it. Are you even this, do you even listen to anybody else when you're, we're doing the podcast? Jeez. Not really. I know I have to listen to it later. <laughs> yeah. I haven't finished my ratings. I just Wrap said it up, man. Because it sucked. Yeah. Man. Come Wrap on. Wrap it up. Uh, what, zero Douglases is nothing in this. Okay. I don't care. I don't mm. know. One. I'll give it one. One Douglas and uh, 10 out of 10 Dermot Moroni carrying Dunkin' Donuts or something. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> You told me to wrap it up. I had to think of something fast. It's true. Okay, Primal Fear is this movie where Andrew Norton sucks and got an Oscar nomination. Ratings. Did he get an Oscar <laughs> nomination for this? 100% yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was his first movie. He got I'll, an Oscar I'm prepared to rate it right now. I've, I have seen this movie multiple times. I hated it when it came out. <laughs> I think it's a bad, boring movie. I liked it when it came out, but I do think it sucks now. It's Primal Fear. Yeah. On my first day of law school, my professor says, from this day forward, when your mother says she loves you, get a second opinion. In the game called fame. You are a master at putting the victim on trial. A victim in this case is my client. In the business called justice. First thing I ask a new client is, so you've been saving up for a rainy day? Guess what? It's rainy. The victim in this case is not only the archbishop, it's also the people of Chicago. Excuse me. Law offices of Martinvale. You got the news on by any chance? I think everyone's going to want this one. There's one lawyer they love to hate. Sell the book rights yet, or you going to wait a while? Now, tell me, counselor, which one of us is the true headline chaser here? Unlike you, I was assigned to this case. You know who I am? No, sir, I don't. Don't you read the papers? Richard Gere. I speak, you do not speak. Your job is just to sit there and look innocent. Well, I am innocent. Go ahead, go ahead. You, do you want to do your segue now? Or is it too late? Yeah. Speaking of that. You guys remember that part when I was doing Deep Dish Farina. This is a Chicago movie where nobody has a Chicago accent. That's true. 
That's a uh, deep dish free and not going to have much to talk about in this one. But, uh, you know, it's a shite down movie. But yeah. everybody's a lawyer in this movie. Not a lot of cops or from the south. <laughs> Edward Norton has two personalities and they're both from the deep south. Well, his, his I guess his his uh, character is from the south. Allegedly so has, has multiple personality disorder. Has multiple uh-huh. personalities. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh shit! Spoiler. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert for Primal Fear. Wait, that's not the full on. That's not no. the final spoiler. No, though. no. The spoiler, this... final spoiler is that he doesn't have multiple personalities. Oh sorry. boy, oh boy. Because is this a that is was this a... a usual suspect sort of thing? Yep. Do you think? At the time, people were shocked by the ending. I mean, I feel like if you're watching it, you can go like, no. I mean, it's fake. Um, I mean, it was yeah. It was like at the like knowing the twist, watching this again, it's like, oh, this movie sucks. It's so boring. like watching it the first time when it came out. I was like, I was like, oh, I kind of like this. And you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't like Edward Norton at this point because it was the first movie I'd seen him in. So I was like, "Oh, this guy's not bad." Right. And now I watch and go like, "This guy's bad." And this is based <laughs> on some you know airplane novel crap by a guy named William Deal. And it's a, what's it about Richard Gere is just like this high powered like sleazy attorney who will do anything mm-hmm. to get his clients you know whatever they need. And uh, he ends up because he wants the publicity. He takes the case of this young man who clearly murdered the archbishop. Yeah. And and like, you know, blood they caught him with blood all over him, prints on the murder weapon, you know, all over the place. This this kid clearly did it. And he is claiming that he blacked out, that he doesn't remember kill, committing uh, uh, the murder. Uh, last time. And as it transpires, Acting. he says he's got a split personality and he's like, there's sort of like his evil side is the one who committed the murder. Roy. Roy. The evil side. What's, Roy. The, what's his regular name? What's his like? Aaron. 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 That's right. Aaron is the good one. Edward Norton. In his basically his breakout his big breakout debut role. Yeah. In I read somewhere recently it was his fucking first, first movie too. Oh, first yeah. movie. And he was like lauded for this performance, which I think is unconscionable and terrible. Like <laughs> he it's, actually was it's very bad. Yeah. And I think that it probably seemed good when no one knew who fucking Edward Norton was. Yeah. And you watch it now and you're like, Nope, that's him. He always acts like this. Yes. He's a bad actor. It's really annoying. <laughs> he's a he's a very actory actor, which is my the, my most hated type of actor. I've only liked him in a couple of, like I like him in Fight Club. I really like him in the People versus Larry Flint. I like him in the Wes Andersons. Um yeah, sure. all the Wes, Wes Andersons, Andersons People like, versus Larry Flint. Wes Anderson has figured out a way to uh take Edward Norton and make me like like him. He's Not like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I like him. I like him in. I love him in Moonrise Kingdom, and I and I like and I think he's I think he's great in uh, Grand Budapest also. Yeah, sure. But he's small roles in those. Very small roles. Yeah, but he's like, but I think he's re- I, he's like really good in in Moonrise Kingdom, and I was like, kind of like, God damn it, he's you know, fucking making me like you're making me like this guy. What's next, Paul Dano? <laughs> Wow, that would be a miracle. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's irritating. Like it's just like the second that he starts talking in this movie, I was just like, oh no. Yeah, but I had to deal you know, with this this whole movie. This movie you brought up <laughs> it, when it, we it were is. talking about this, you brought up presumed innocent, which is a good counterpoint mm-hmm. to this movie because it's got the same kind of like level of intrigue, where like you know the the lawyer character, the gear character is connected to all these other people. Like the prosecuting attorney is his ex boss. He used to work on the prosecuting or the DA's office, so that's his ex boss. And the actual like first chair prosecuting attorney is his ex-girlfriend Laura, Laura Linney, Linney. who is also bad in this is I think. Mahoney the prosecuting attorney I think she's okay John Mahoney is the DA he's, he's the, the DA. DA I could never tell who the fuck job who, who, who or his no, job he, was no, is he the DA no. or he's like no he is yeah he's the DA or is Terry O'Quinn the DA uh, <sighs> who 
know. I mean, it doesn't just, fucking matter. John Mahoney was just like, I'm some powerful guy, right? Yeah, I have some sort of power somehow. And and, and he's friends with the guy who got. He's buddies with the, the cardinal. Or the they're all buddies with the archbishop, the who, got archbishop who got murdered. Who because uh, who allegedly, according to Edward Norton, was was sexually assaulting the young boys in the church. Yes. And then there's video of that. Which there's yeah copious video of, of him of him making these boys. But have there's sex all kinds of girl. dumb procedural shit in this, like you know. Uh, the, the 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 tapes of the archbishop archbishop sexually assaulting the boys go clearly to the motive that the killer would have for murdering him and there's like a whole thing where he's got to like trick Laura Linney into admitting them as evidence for some reason that's totally unclear because well, she's like she's like they know he dropped off the tapes because they're like wow and so they're like there's got to be an Which, angle here that he's but that doesn't to, make any sense because the prosecution the would have the tapes. But no, the prosecution didn't want to show the tapes because the um, the John Mahoney character was like suppressing that because he because he didn't want yes. it to come out that his friend was like had like this. They didn't want. Of that, course, that was this is like uncoverable. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> right. And once she sees the tapes, and she doesn't go like, "Well, we have to show this because this is um, not only that, but it's also news about." How well, the tapes are going to show are going to prove motive, I guess. Yeah. But then she also knows that's what. Uh, yeah. A lot of this doesn't, doesn't make stand any up fucking to, sense. Uh, doesn't the whole, stand up basically, the whole movie doesn't stand up to scrutiny, especially Edward Norton's whatever yeah. his fucking scheme this, is. This is it. Well, but this then is, that's, this but is then the that's, thing that's driving me crazy the whole time. We'll get to that. But that's yeah. why you were talking about presumed innocent, and it also has the whole thing is sort of like it ends with this twist, and the presumed innocent one works. Right. Oh like, yeah. Like that works, and it's like it's still kind of out of nowhere, but it's like. No, and oh, they all, shit. but they also oh, have. But like, it also has a thing where Harrison Ford's character is having like a crisis of of conscious in how the justice system works. It has like an opening thing right. and a closing thing about the ju- and like the same thing happens to the Richard Gere character. Where it's and like, they both have the same vibe right of like or, everybody up and down the chain here is yeah. corrupted in one way or another. Right. But presumed innocent does all this stuff really well, and also like is for a courtroom movie not boring. <laughs> yeah. Like, like right. this one is dull as shit. Like, yeah. nothing happens. And it's like a bunch of bad lawyer, like, law and order stuff where, like, you're watching it going, like, yeah, he should object to that. <laughs> you know, like, they can't do this. You know, it's it's terrible. It's it just seems, the most boring. Yeah, it seems, it, that's what's frustrating about it is, like, a lot of the time, it does seem like the people that wrote it at least know something yeah. about how the legal, but no, they've all, all worked, because they they've all worked on a lot of legal TV shows. We forgot to mention yeah. that this is my man Gregory Hoblet's first that's feature right. film. Uh, Concluding the the Hoblet trilogy. Hoblet trilogy is concluded. Okay. The Hoblet, uh, what is this? The Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> well, this right. is this is technically uh, <laughs> no. This is the best uh, of the, the first three. one. This is the unexpected journey. Oh, so this is Hoblet. Yeah, unexpected if journey. We're, if we're ranking them, or is whatever. it Hoblet? I'm calling him Hoblet because it rhymes with Hobbit. Fine with me. Yeah, fine. I don't care. Yeah. If you have we a problem know. with that, Gregory Hoblet, you can call. But us. this is the guy who cut Let his teeth on cop and, and lawyer shows. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and he shot he shot this movie like a fucking lawyer show. It looks like TV. Oh, yeah, it does well, look like TV. Yeah, and this was like I mean there were lawyer shows and cop shows, but I feel like that yeah this is totally like again a pilot for a show or but, something. And it doesn't about what, matter I don't know, what the plot is. Like we could sit here and hash out the individual beats of the plot, but it doesn't matter because it's all sort of heading toward this dumb twist. Yeah, like like it's it seems like a like I was saying like a like a movie that's made by people who de- actually do know about this sort of stuff, but then they were like decided periodically throughout the thing like, well, fuck, who cares? Yeah, yeah. like well, well, that wouldn't work that way. Well, we, we want to do it, so well, fuck it, it has to work that way because we have to get to point B yeah, at the we, end of the movie because everything has to right. be in service of this reveal at the end that yeah. also doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. Like the the thing the thing with the presumed innocent reveal is that it's one of those ones where you first hear it and you're like, oh, but then when you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah. it does mm-hmm. work.
work. And this one, you, you first hear it, and you're like, oh! And then the more you think about it, you go, what? What? Yeah. yeah, and also Wait. like with presumed <laughs> innocence, the, the the reveal like doubles up on your expectations, and it doubles up on your sympathies for the character. You know, yeah. like it's so much more morally and and emotionally complicated. And this is just like bad guy learns that he should be less bad too late. Uh-huh. You know, like Richard Gere is a is a is a sleazy lawyer who uh, gets basically suckered by this guy who uses yeah. his vanity to get himself acquitted of a murder charge. And then you're like, well, I could have told you that was going to happen because that's exactly the movie I've been watching the whole time. Because he's a superstar lawyer who's on like the cover of yeah. lawyer magazines and shit. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I got to get my hand on one of these magazines. Oh, man. And hmm. how about the boring ass red herring real estate plot in this it's movie? So, there's so oh, much. It's so oh, much of it. the Stephen Bauer thing. Yeah. Although that is the one part of the movie I like is that there's a song yeah. that plays over the Stephen and I really like that song and it plays over the end credits also and there's a part where Stephen Bauer gives him a CD yeah. and he goes track hey, seven track you like track four that's or cut he says cut cut number four that's the one that's the one you like and then I looked it up and I'm like oh that's the song yeah. that was playing over that scene and plays over the end credits and it's a really good song Gregory Hope that's my take that's hey, my a broken clock is where his right once uh, <laughs> twice a day that's that's my one takeaway from that is that I like that song I can't remember what it's called now but I did look it up and I'm like oh, this is a good song but that whole Stephen Bauer like a real estate plot right. it actually does tie in a little bit to the murder mm-hmm. but it don't, it only ties into the murder tangentially because it's part of it's it's actually the reason that the like establishment is covering for the sexual abuse is because of the real estate scam right. and not because of the murder. Because Stephen Bauer is a gangster. He's a gangster who is like but who's, he's financing those... an alderman who's going to yeah. get votes to help him flip this real estate, this land that he's going to buy from the church. Right, but he's oh. also he's one of those gangsters that this was pre uh, Sopranos, and so it was still gangsters in movies could still be like. That guy that's like, I'm a gangster. You don't see him ever do any gangster shit in this. So no. all you know about him is that like this case was settled at a court and they were like, you got to leave the state. And he's like, I'm not leaving the state. I help my people in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So he's one of those gangsters who is like the godfather or whatever, who's like, I help everybody. I it's, don't sell uh, drugs to kids. I don't do this. You know, it's like one of those. The, oh, he's the good, the good gangster. He's you got, know, the he's good got Tony Plana in his pocket, too. The alderman who I believe right. is the bad guy from One Good Cop. That's right. Yeah. He yeah. sure is. Because uh, he's in a ton of he's shit like this. He's got the empty, empty disco tech. I was he's always doing that stuff. Yeah, that's right. I was happy to see Stephen Bauer, though. I love, sure, I like I, Stephen I like, Bauer. I like that dude when he pops up and things. I'm yeah. like, oh, this guy. I love this guy. And this has, you know, Tony Montana. He pops, he pops up out of Relatively stacked dead. cast of people that I, I like. So. Our, Alfred Woodard Alfred plays Woodard the judge. The, yeah. oh, Our man. favorite actress, Kevin and I's favorite actress, Maura Tierney, plays uh-huh. Richard Gere's assistant, who we both... The tyranny of evil men. This is exactly. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's good. And I think Kevin and I could both agree that even with this exact same script, this movie would be ten times better if Maura Tierney played oh, the Richard Gere. Absolutely, character. but she's got nothing to do. No, in she's got nothing movie. to it's do. Like a zero I would just role. prefer. I don't like Richard Gere for the most part, and I like her, and I would just rather put her in the spot. I think Richard Gere is. He's fine in this. He's fine. But I mean, put, put her or Andre Brower in his part. Uh, Andre Brower is in it. Andre yeah. Brower. Andre Brower in a, a sec- the second of. I think this is the second appearance of Andre Brower on this show, uh, and this yeah. is another thankless role. What was the other one he was he was in uh i fucking can't remember now uh, i think he was in sleeping with the enemy no <laughs> it was something, it was something i forgot about already i don't know but he was he popped up in an, in like a thankless uh, uh, oh it was in striking distance that's he's right like, he's distance, like another yeah. it's a similarly thankless role of him being like a lawyery type guy who's he's an like, investigator now hold in this on one. Yeah. and in this one yeah he's like the investigator for for the attorneys yeah. for it's richard a, gears attorney. It's a former cop yeah anyway he's a former cop i mean this would have been when he was on uh homicide i believe yeah. too so so all of this is going, all this leads up to at the end, 
Uh, well, there's a whole scene where you find out he's got a multiple personality. Frances McDormand is in that's the right. She's the, she's the psychiatrist. She's the psychiatrist who's Looking, videotaping. Uh, I might add, very young. Yeah, she well, looks I mean, really young in this movie. This would this would have been ninety six when she was in Fargo. I know. It's just like yeah. she looks significantly younger even than and she does in Fargo yeah. to me. I, I mean, this, this is a good year for for her. I yeah. mean, I she had a lot of, made a lot of money. Is yeah. what I mean. And she <laughs> she like she was in a lot of good movies or whatever. So good and for like her. and she the, she was in her best. Her, she's you know. a very bad psychiatrist in this movie. Yeah, she's oh, like she's for like sure. She's like every movie, and not just because she gets tricked. I mean, like her procedure is very poor. And then she sort of admits that she doesn't know what she's yeah. talking about. Like, on, <laughs> is this is any of this your specialty? No, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Do you know anything about multiple personality? Well, I saw three phases of Eve. I mean, uh, <laughs> I kinda, feel like I get it. It kind of reminded me of uh, what's the sound was off, but I got the gist. Got the it kind of reminded me of, uh, of "Don't Say a Word," where it's like he's uh, so good with kids because he talks to him about jacking off. <laughs> he had the touch with teens. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Uh yes, but so this is all going to at the end. It turns out they they get they get Edward Norton acquitted of the movie of the murder uh, due you know, to him attacking him Laurel Linney attacking Laurel Linney in court and displaying his you know evil personality Roy. So the jury is convinced or the judge is convinced that that he's got a split personality. He gets off by not guilty by not guilty by reason of insanity, and then. Uh, Richard Gere comes to so visit him. He's still going to go to like an insane asylum. He's still going to go to an insane asylum for a while. Right. He's still going to go, but he's not going to be in prison and he'll probably get out in a few years, you right. know, once he's quote unquote cured. That's where the, there's actually a, a couple of sequel books to the book this is based yeah. on, and like he becomes like a criminal but mastermind. The scene where Roy turns on, because Roy turns on the first time when Francis McDormand is interviewing him and she's like, something, something. And he goes, How the fuck should I know? Yeah. How the fuck should I and know? And then Richard Gere comes and, comes and confronts him, and he like was trying to get that guy to come out. Yeah. And he does and he's like whoa that happened Francis McDormand sees it but the camera wasn't on yeah. and Laurel and he goes how convenient the camera wasn't on when you were doing your little experiment she's actually like right the whole time sure yeah huh? this guy should just be in jail so when it, so when Aaron's uh, ever talking he's like just the picture of innocence he's and like a little sin. southern boy I, I just uh, I don't know oh, yes ma'am I, I don't I don't know I, I, there's I, that whole I, thing I, where I, he has I, like he's he was, got a fucking stammer he, too and he had a, he had a girlfriend and they're like did you have sex with her and he's like yes I did he's all embarrassed about that, Was she personal. having sex with anybody else? I don't. I think don't so. think so. Uh, uh, gee Willikers, Mister. I I, 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 I wouldn't know. I was know. hunting bullfrogs at the time. But anyway, it turns out that he <laughs> then when he turns. But then when he turns into Roy, he talks in a. He's still yeah. also from the south, but he's like, "You sissy, you little sissy, you make me sick. Who the fuck are you? This my cell, Jack." Yeah. He calls people Jack. He calls people oh, Jack. Aaron <laughs> couldn't kick his own ass. I'll kick your ass seven ways to Sunday, boy. Yep. Yeah, that's how he. It's, it's fun. But it's it's you know so it's important because it sets up this whole thing of multiple personalities about right. halfway through, which the don't movie. work this way, but fine. Right. <laughs> uh, so then, but then they like bring him out in court, and he attacks Laura Linney. Yeah. Laura, poor Laura Linney, who's just constantly trying to smoke a cigarette somewhere. Feel very sorry for. <laughs> she's Laura Linney. There's a running gag in this movie that I thought was very weird, where she's constantly trying to smoke a cigarette, and people keep going, "You can't smoke in here." That's and like right. she keeps and like it's weird it's weird because she's the most put upon character in the movie right. that that's running gag is also putting. She's just trying to do her job. It turns out she's right yeah. and mm-hmm. everybody is scamming her. Yep. And she like essentially loses her she job, loses her job. Yeah. because like Mahoney's gone like because the scandal's going to come out some guy comes up and goes like Terry O'Quinn, yeah, leans in yeah, and goes like you better, look, better fucking, look for a new job. You're fucking fin- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, <laughs> this poor woman. Yeah. 
But and I, I I love Laura Linney, and I actually don't think she's terrible in this movie. No, I just she's don't think good. I just don't I think, think the, I just don't think the movie is like I don't think it gives her anything to do. This is this is like she was on TV at the time, and it's very TV line readings, and she doesn't have like much of a character to play. So it's just her kind of going like I am assertive, and I will read yeah. my lines in a very blank way. It's boring. I, it's I, no I I'm not. I'm not. Put, I'm she's not. Gonna, I'm this. not willing to. I agree with that, but I'm not willing to put her performance in this yeah. movie all on her. I mean, maybe it's not on her. She's bad in it, and I think everybody's directed poorly. Yeah. I mean, like everybody's sitting there, like we're gonna put the camera on a tripod. You sit there. You sit there. You sit there. Okay. Here's the exposition we need to get across in this scene. Go. This yeah. got this got Hoblet his uh, his dream gig of doing Fallen though. So. <laughs> oh God. Like, Which is worse than this? It's later, worse. Yeah. Way uh, worse. Than arguably, this. Fallen is worse. It's stupid though too so kind of better i don't know but anyway like, yeah, anyway at it's the, got john goodman the, in it at least at the end <laughs> yeah the classic ending the classic twist ending that you all that had to have stupid. seen coming it's so stupid and it turns you know they they get him <laughs> off uh, on a technicality of guilty by reason of insanity and then richard, richard Gere goes Gere to visit, goes him, to in visit him in his cell and it guess what oh it turns out he really didn't have a split personality. He's been Roy the whole time. There never was an Aaron. There never Aaron. was an Aaron. Well, let's let's talk it through because I remember vividly how this scene played out. Because I think when I saw it the first time, I thought this was fucking Go for it. cool. Oh yeah, and this so was he goes so into his totally cell. cool. And this is going to come up uh, next in the next podcast too of yeah. a thing that we all thought was totally cool that we don't. I think never is thought cool this was cool. Yes, all right. Dick Gear has uh, has con- basically look at the big brain on Matt. Johnny sees a lot strikes again. Dick uh, Dick Gear caused uh, caused Roy to come out in the court, and so that's like. A mistrial or something where they're like, yeah, "Hey, yeah, yeah. everyone is li- like the judge is like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore." She, goes, she literally goes, this. "I'm just gonna go home." Do we do we remember <laughs> that Alfred, Alfred Woodard, by the way, is drinking the entire yeah, time? Yeah, right. she's pouring booze out. She's like, "This case is bullshit. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, let him go. I don't care yeah. anymore." And that's, I guess, how the law works if you're uh, annoying enough. <laughs> and uh, but uh, so he goes in there and Aaron, and he's still in he's in Aaron mode and he's like, I, 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 what, "What? What? I, I don't know." I, what? Oh, and he's you, like, uh, "Do you know what? Do you know what just happened or, or anything?" Thing. He's like, I, I don't, I don't, I did I, did I lose time again, Mister? And he's like, Mister, did I lose time again? <laughs> and he's like, uh, Yeah, yeah, I, it's fine though, it's fine though. You're gonna, you're gonna get out of here very soon, Aaron. And uh, and there's, there's, they, they show that Richard Geard sincerely does like Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I really do think he didn't do it, and he, he's almost kind of got like a father son relationship with him. And he, I think he even like tousles his hair a little bit, and he's like, You're gonna be okay. And he's like, Oh, okay, I re- thank you so much. And he like hugs him, and he's like, You, you are really, you are a good man. No matter what anybody says, you are a good, good man deep down inside. Mr. Mr. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Mr. Dickier, and uh, and he's like, all right, well, I am a good man. I'll, I'll see you later, yeah. Aaron. And then Aaron goes, oh, oh, one last thing, detective. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's detective. Just tell tell uh, Laura Lenny that uh, tell, tell her I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I hope her. that her neck is okay. And Dickier's like, I will. He stopped, and, and then he walks like five steps and goes, wait, wait a, a second, a minute, the five step. Palm yeah, five point palm, palm exploding, uh-huh. exploding uh-huh. and that's when the hair starts standing up on the back of your neck because the audience is catching on too, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute!" He goes, How He's not you, supposed to know the what stupid happens. audience is yes. catching on. He goes, "Oh, heck, Richard Gear." You're right. You got me. Yeah, there's a you close got up. me, officer. He's almost like doing that. No, he does the, the he does, does the he, applause. Oh, there's no, a close he, up no, of, of his hands, and then the camera follows them as they go up, and then they start. Yeah, he does a slow clap. You're right. 
He's like, Woo, <laughs> counselor, you already sacrificed me, counselor. Woo. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, 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 no, this is what he says. Well, good for you, Marty. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and he goes, and then and Richard Gere's like, there never was an Aaron, was there? Because that's how you, because he's yeah. He goes, there never was a Roy, and never. he goes, there never was <laughs> an Aaron. It's all Roy all the time, baby. I, I the evil ones. And the then he goes, one. he like Woo! killed the other girl. He's like, I killed her, you know, because uh, you know she was cheating on me or she did something <laughs> and I didn't like. It. And the other, and he's like, the the Archbishop. Man, that was just for fun. You know, something was, like that. What's the line? The you exact, have the line? Oh, yeah. Because okay. it shows you just how, how much of a And this is like the last two minutes of the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. By oh, the way, the and this, very is, end. this is the only thing. This is the only reason this movie exists is for these, like, this yep. This scene is like the whole movie leads up to. This stinger. And then here's the big twist. What and it's, it's all about. It's, you know. Uh, but like, so he's he. This is how you know that he's he's such an evil guy, and he and he's doing like a little bit. He's like making fun of the other guy that he yeah. was playing. He's, I I, I j- 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 just had to kill Linda, Mister Vale. That cunt got what she deserved. But cutting up that son of a bitch Rushman, that was just a fucking work of art. And what? And so like, what was his plan? What's the scheme here? Here's yeah. the thing. Didn't you have a so like in his. So there's a sex tape that comes out, right? And that's presumably that's real motive. That's real, but it's also motive for him to want to kill him because this archbishop pressured him. He into really was doing sexually that. abused by this archbishop, but right. was he? Because yes. no, but I mean, but like was because he's Roy the whole time. So like in his is he like. That's what I'm saying. Is that like well, yes. is he what, what is I he wanna... is he with it the whole time? And he's going like, "Hey, I'm gonna go along with this archbishop, and then I'm gonna fucking kill him." Or you know, and he like because he's he right. It doesn't make does, any sense. It does it makes say no sense because the big problem is that he like that there was a mailman outside who saw that this like the struggle hit the window, and so somebody saw it. Like right. Otherwise, he would have just gotten, gotten away, away with it. it, and it would have been like Roy out there on a killing spree. Yeah, but like so like but he so there never was like him. I mean he. So, he so was, he, was the abuse real, or was it like... I, well, I mean, I think that obviously the abuse was real, because we see at the, the beginning, like, the archbishop is, like, taking his clothes off, and Roy's there. We know later that he's there killing him. Oh, yeah, we see the... No, but but also, like, there's the tape where he's being, and you're, like, you assume he's being coerced by this archbishop, but, like, the whole time, he's, like, not uh, 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 Aaron. No, right. He's Roy, who is, no, like... So, so he's not Roy, killing Roy, him for revenge or anything, Roy ultimately. Would, it seems like Roy wouldn't sit still for the raping. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what doesn't make sense. And furthermore to that, uh, what's the big plan here? Right. The ending reveal it like, makes, makes it out to be like, this was my master plan the whole time. And you're like, why? What, what is the plan? Is it, is it just that it, he's evil? Who cares? So like, his master his... plan was to be taken under the wing of an archbishop and be then be sexually assaulted. abused. And then like, uh, not like that, I guess. And then uh, or kill maybe him. And then he does, kill him. we don't know. And then kill him brutally. He, I don't know if we mentioned, but he like, Cuts, he carves stabs symbols like into his chest or like sure. that, and stabs him, cuts we his never eyes see out. any of that. I mean, unless his big plan was to disrupt this real estate that's scheme. A, and that's that's the thing. <laughs> and that's then, like, is it only because of that to like to to like out the shittiness no. to, of the Catholic Church or something? But it's no. not. It's just. And then he and then, so so he cuts this, he carves his eyes out, and then stomps around in the blood. Is covered in the blood, and is caught just like running around covered in blood. And then at the, and and so that doesn't seem like a plan, right? Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, ah, it was nice carving. 
driving that guy. But you know, shame of it is that I got caught. And you're like, you didn't want to get caught either. <laughs> it, what? What? Then why did you do all? But the- then you just cut what? him up and covered yourself yeah. in blood and, and ran then you, out. You created this master plan where and you're then- like got a split personality, <laughs> and it just it works. What? I guess. No, it's it doesn't. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It works if you do- if you just like stu- turn your brain off. No, at I mean the moment it works. It- in the movie. Oh, it works for him in the you movie. Know? The, right. The twist is the only reason that the movie exists, and it's also the reason that the movie doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. at all. Ultimately. And it's the most perfunctory, kind of boring, like oh yeah, shitty airport novel twist. Like who cares? Yes. It's it's yeah. it's bananas. Like we 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 talked about a lot of like insane plans, and this is closer to the John Hurd's one in right uh, in Deceived, Deceived like, where you're just like, what was this? <laughs> yeah. What are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> yeah. He's presented as like this brilliant psycho, but right. wha- how? And that's why this one- I like, don't even know what the fuck he's at, trying to do. At first, I'm like, this guy's not really a serial killer, but at the end, the twist does imply like, oh, he's going to kill again Yeah, once he gets uh, out oh, of Oh, yeah, he's, he's coming for uh, Marty. He's and coming I, for Dick Gear. And like- <laughs> this is kind of like one of those who versus questions because at the end like okay let's let's for the sake of this conversation suggest that the plan makes sense why am I supposed to feel bad for Richard Gere in this situation, <laughs> right? Oh, you got flummoxed by a fucking criminal mastermind because you're just a fucking egotistical piece of shit. Oh well, movie's over now. At least I get to go home. Yeah. <laughs> And then the very last shot is Richard Gere, like, is leaving the courtroom, and, and yeah. you can hear Reg- Edward Norton, like, shouting at him from, from beyond, and going like, I will kill again! He's like, it's going to toughen you up, counselor! Yeah. That's you why already it, sacrificed me! That's why it reminded me of uh, of Presumed Innocent, which also has a twist in, like, the last, you know, five last minutes scene, of the movie yeah. that, like, changes the whole thing, and then it ends on a short of the, shot of the courtroom and Harrison Ford voiceover saying, like, like the, justice. Is it justice. really justice or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> This one, this and one this one doesn't. With, uh, this one doesn't have that voiceover, but it's still saying he's leaving the courtroom, and you're supposed to be thinking, "Justice? Is it really justice or something?" I yeah, don't know. What is he's looking out at the <laughs> at the front door where like all the press is, which he yeah. which he usually loves. Yeah. He likes to talk to the yeah. press, and then he like chooses to go out the back door, and then the very last shot is Richard Gere just like standing in the empty street, looking sad. And right, and you're like, yeah, and you're I like, see what you did Whoa, there. Wow, yeah, that was so dark. And it's like, so... yeah, presumed innocent. I've seen presumed innocent more than I've seen this movie. And every time the ending is like, shit, this is really good. It just works. It just yeah. clicks, and it yeah. th- it yeah. fits in thematically so well. And like the the, it's not all about this like crazy red herring scheme. It's got like all of this resonance to it. And this is just fucking flat. It's yeah. just sitting there. It's clearly trying to do a similar thing as that movie, though, yeah. where it's like dropping this. You know, it's dropping that fucking bomb at the end. Of, yeah. Like right, and you look back and go, no. <laughs> no, no, your thing doesn't. Your thing doesn't work at all. Uh-huh. It doesn't uh, make a fucking it's lick of sense. nonsense. Yeah, and it doesn't mean anything to like any of the other characters except for Gear, whose side you're really never on. You're like, yeah, and even his like investigators and his, uh, I don't know what they're like. We think we did it. Like yeah. his assistant he or whatever. It. Yeah, they're like he did it, and they're like okay, and because even at the beginning, his whole thing is like, I don't care if you did it. The whole point, the point right. isn't that whether you did it or not. The point is that I'm. I'm here to defend you and yeah. try and get you off. Right. And that makes sense. Like his his it's Sure, just, that's a very movie lawyery thing the to fact do. That he's burned the end is like it feels almost like he's out there at the end on the street alone, like going, Man, 
justice or whatever. And then like you feel like he's gonna go have some drinks, and the next day he'll be like, eh, whatever, right? Because like he's a fucking he's <laughs> not a. Scene. That's the scene I want to see. The very last shot is him <laughs> waking up and going, eh. Well, like think he's about, not a good uh, guy. He doesn't about, give a shit. He still got paid or but whatever. He discovered his humanity. But think think about his, something like for like a like, day. Uh, I'm saying he's discovered his humanity for a night. Think maybe. about something like like the Saul Goodman character on Breaking Bad or something like. Like okay, shitty lawyer who doesn't care if you're guilty exactly. or innocent is just going to be your lawyer. Yeah, it's my job to get you off. Yeah, like we don't see Richard Gere like jumping through crazy hoops or like like reassessing his convictions or like really going out of his way to do anything right. except except treat Laura Linney like crap. Yeah, and then and they and used then, to had a previous relationship apparently. Right, he keeps trying to fuck her, and and but then it and then it backfires because he wasn't really paying attention. And it's just sort of like, wh- what are we watching here? There's been yeah. no journey. There's been like nothing to go through for this. It's, it's also, just shitty. It's also one of these movies that really irritate me. It's a lot like Devil's Advocate, where like part of the it's one of these. I movies, won't have you be smirching the good name of. This Devil's is the Advocate only part here. of Devil's Advocate that I would be smirch because it's like, and there's tons of movies that are like this, where it's like these fucking defense attorneys. Yeah, right. And you like yeah. that is part of our legal system that we're not going to change. That is good. That everybody deserves a trial. And these in movies Absolutely. like this are always like. You're a fucking defense. You're gonna defend some slime bag fucking yeah. killer, you piece of shit. And right. then and the lawyers always like, hey, everybody deserves a right. They all have these be sanctimonious and pricks. And you're like, what does yeah. this, this, this movie think the system well, should be? This movie wants it both. You think it should be like a like lynch yeah. mobs or something? Right. Well, I, I this do. Movie yeah. has it. <laughs> well. It's like one of those has it both ways too, because it does that like talking shit on on defense attorneys, but then also is like. But the Catholic Church is full of rapists. Yeah. Like, so it wants to, like, it's like, it's like, because the, the, the people are going, like, this guy brutally murdered an archbishop, which is supposed to mean something to people, but, like, as a non Catholic means, I mean, it's like, ba- I'm like, someone got murdered, that's bad. When it's an archbishop, I'm like, it's like it's saying, like, worse. somebody who had a job got murdered. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. The archbishop isn't any, in my mind, isn't. Yeah, so, like, when you right. see. In, that's in, a worse kind the, of murder. But the movies want you, they want you to go, like, well, it, it takes place fucking, in Chicago, too. a person for, for who, like, is close to God and is a pillar of should our community not, should not ostensibly be raping should people. not be murdered and then like oh but then you know so then the, so they're like that's bad that he's defending the guy who brutally murdered him also also it's bad that that guy raped that that guy raped kids uh, but, we, but, but both things are but the both raping, things can be bad the raping isn't like the the sexual assault sorry we're saying rape sorry so much. the yeah. sexual assault is not really laid out as anything other than sort of like a background motive it's right. like not something that's uh, reckoned with as a systemic no. abuse. No. It's something that is kind of swept under the rug by that. It's like, and as and everybody is kind of already aware of it. You know, like we like even yeah. as a motive to an audience member, we're all looking at it like, well, of course the archbishop was assaulting these kids, right? You know what I mean? But like it never really comes up as anything. I also wanted wanted to point out, and and I think I pointed it out in all three of these movies that none of these these movies are all about ostensibly very disturbing subject matter, and none of them like are particularly interested in get, like really getting into the dark side right. of it. And this one is like quintessential because we all know. Like even at this time, this was before the whole spotlight thing blew up, blew like really the yeah, lid yeah. off of the whole thing. But yeah. there was still tons of shit about Catholic uh, priests right. doing horrible shit. This is like the most palatable for mass audiences form of Catholic abuse that they could have ever come up with, because it is a, a archbishop directing ch- kid, people who are all over eighteen <laughs> having straight sex. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's, it's and he's like and you get to see the videotape and it's even al- almost treated in a well, sexy sort of not it's Edward like a, a sexy lady getting her top taken off and then the, the, you can hear the archbishop like directing it and he's going like now take her from behind now take him in your mouth and this is this was as disturbing as they were willing to get for yeah. even like, though this has no bearing on what actual crimes are committed in the Catholic it's Church it's disturbing because it's two guys and one girl oh oh my god right. that's not vanilla. <laughs> I mean, maybe I guess maybe Roy just liked being in three ways. I mean, maybe he was just into it. Yeah, but he looks sad when it's happening. Yeah, that's true. You he see knows. his face because he's, he's pretending like... to be Aaron. <laughs> maybe for some reason it doesn't, it doesn't come. You together. know, sometimes these conversations take us in different places. Like this one took me to like really hating this movie, as opposed <laughs> to just sort of disliking it after I watched it last uh, week. So. I feel victorious. I've always hated this. It thing. was tedious to get through. Yeah. I remember when it came out, and it was getting great reviews, and people were like, "This kid's going to get nominated for Oscar," which of course he did. And I was just, like, "I'll never forgive this, this movie sucks. for creating Edward Norton." Yeah. Although I could blame, I could also as easily blame People versus Larry Flint and Everyone Says I Love You, both movies that I but think those are, are good. He's and he's, and he's good, good in them. In them yeah. yeah. So so, but uh, but Edward Norton is a monster who yeah. who has not who I thought had for a while thought like maybe he's been stopped because I liked him in some movies. Maybe he's been stopped, and then he now he's got this one out that he directed. Well, by the time we record the next episode, I'll have seen Mother. Brooklyn, where he's another, know. where he's a, where he's a stuttery. Yeah, that us. movie intrigues me because the that book trailer, is really the good. trailer seemed like it was fucking an hour long when they sh- I saw the trailer to the movie. I was like, this movie well, looks terrible. The movie is apparently two and a half hours long. But the tra- oh, so so the trailer very fucking long. But the trailer felt like but it was on it's forever because it's a, it's a good <laughs> book and the book doesn't take place in the fifties, but the movie does. Okay. The book takes place in the nineties when it was written. Also, just for fun, let's talk about how. Edward Norton directed that movie, and there's a controversy surrounding it that hasn't been publicized very much about how they maybe were helping bribe fire department officials to cover up a fire that killed someone. Good God. While they were filming the movie. Really? Yes. Okay, well. Google that. Holy shit. Well, on that note. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> Google that shit. Holy uh, shit. On that note, uh, do we have any more quotes or we just want to do ratings? Um, there's just one quote that I thought was funny. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Fuck you, Edward Norton. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a throwaway line that Laura Linney says, but it, it would makes it almost seem like this movie's more interesting than it is. But it's just like one of those, because I did, uh, I almost got on a jury uh, several months ago. Uh, I got called to jury duty. Oh, I thought it was like a film festival jury. It's no, no. Like, no, like actual <laughs> actual this, court look jury. Look at this dickhead from the suspense is killing us to be on. <laughs> and uh, why but, they ask you, not one of us other dickheads? Yeah, right? But they bring you know like sixty people, yeah. and then only a few of them get uh, get brought under the jury. And like the whole time that I was there, I was like, this is I don't like this. I don't want to be on a jury. And then when I actually got called into the court to see if they wanted to pick me to be a jurist, you're like, oh my god, this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. This is like really interesting. And then and this was like this was a line that Laura Linney says during the course of the trial. And wouldn't this be fun if you were on the jury. This is just a line that she says. I would uh, like to turn your attention to the symbol carved in the archbishop's chest. <laughs> okay, you should, you should cut to the jury being like, "Man, I'm so glad I got this." It was tonight's this lottery amazing. numbers too, which a was good, a problem. This is a good gig. amazing. Uh, that's all. That's all I got. I thought right, that was funny. ratings. Then uh, I'm going to give it one and a half, maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll give it two. I'll give it two. Mm-hmm. I'll give it two Juds. I want to give it one and a half, but I can't really. It's not not fair. Uh, <laughs> one Douglas. Just for the amount of times I said raping, and I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> I apologize. This movie leaves us little recourse. Yeah. And then I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 Wasted More Tyrannies. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Sure Boy. enough. 
Jeez. Here's to you, Maura Tierney, my favorite actress. Uh, is that is that true? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. God, God bless you, Abby Lockhart. Yep, the greatest TV character in history, Abby yeah. Lockhart. In my, in my top five. Anyway, Travis, ratings. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to also give it two. I think I like it less than two, but it is not a poorly made movie. It's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's yeah. just stupid. It's not like, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you like it out there, did you? you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bold stance. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half Judds. Uh, I mean, it's doesn't have any like conviction behind the Douglas's? sleeves. Sorry, J- Douglas's doesn't have any conviction behind the sleeves, but it is there. There's plenty of sleaze in it. There's the, the sex tape and yeah. uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, mm, and I'm going to give it two, but actually just one, Edward Norton's. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm going the opposite ways, you guys. I'm giving it one and a half. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was, I was full prepared this whole time. Like, two, two Judds. Two Judds. This is a solid two Judds. And as we got further talking, I'm like, fuck this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving, And I'm giving it one and a half because it's like, because it's like this movie sucks and it's not. But I'm like, ah, this movie. Boy, yeah. Yeah, this movie sucks. Um, and I'm going to give it to the Douglas's just for the sex tape. Because yep. it is like, I mean, it's as vanilla kind of as the sex tape ends up being. It is like, ooh, this is sleazy, it's and it's the, the implications of of that are gross. Um, and boy, you, you took more of tyranny. Mm. And you took Edward Norton, Andre Brower. Oh boy, I can Laura give it. Lenny. I know, I know. Stephen Bauer. I don't even remember. Franny Mac. I'm mean, gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give Norman, it one. Yeah. Franny one Mac. Great loaning, s- loaning money to couples to buy a home for. <laughs> I'm going to give it one great song whose name I can't remember, but is the end credits song of yeah. this movie. And, cut number four. Uh, yeah, cut, num- cut number four on that CD that Stephen Bauer gives Richard Kerr. <laughs> An inspiring film. Good Primal song, Fear. good song, though. Look it up. It's, oh. it's, I just oh. want to say before we're, before we're done, we closed out the Gregory Hobla trilogy. I don't see any reason for us to do Frequency. No. No. So I just want to say... I hate you, Gregory Hoblet. I think <laughs> you're a bad filmmaker. Yeah, and uh, you deserve whatever you get. Oh, and, but so so since we're, since we're on it, real quick, um, before we go, uh, which which is worse, you guys? The <laughs> ranking the, the Hoblet, the trilogy. Ho- wait, the Hob- which is worse, the Hoblet trilogy or the Hobbit trilogy? Oh, uh, one hundred percent. I'm gonna go with the Peter Jackson shit. Okay. Yeah, the okay. Hobbit trilogy is the worst thing. Unwatchable okay. and made much, okay. much longer. Okay, me too. I mean, Ugh. that's that's also me. But I was just I just wanted to get that. I wanted us to get out out there so that people. Can you imagine if Primal Fear was shot in 48 <laughs> frames a second? <laughs> Congratulations, Peter Jackson! You took a beloved book and made something worse than the output of the terrible director Gregory <laughs> Hoblet. <laughs> Oh, okay. Studio hack Gregory Hoblet. Unbelievable. Right, well, Better thanks. than you, Peter Jackson. Better than you, Peter Jackson, if you're listening, and we're pretty sure you are. You have to be. You're not doing anything else as far as we can tell. <laughs> Give us a call. Let um, us know what happened, Peter Jackson. You too, Josh Arbonne. And call us on our landlines. Call yeah. us on our landlines. Uh, so, uh, b- next episode. Well, before we go, before we get the next episode, I just want to say everybody go to our, uh, our Spreadshirt shop and buy some, uh, buy some apparel swag. and stuff. we got some great logo and stuff. Did you there. make the Douglas's shirt? I have a yeah. Douglas shirt and our... our uh, our good friend Spencer White, actually. I didn't yeah. know anybody had bought one. Oh, that's one. right. He bought and he was one. wearing one. He took a picture of it in a seedy Brian De Palma-esque elevator. Yeah. Uh, he was not murdered in that elevator. Unfortunately. 
<laughs> sure. I guess. Um, well, so maybe, go there. maybe Spencer's uh, sure, going to come and do an episode. With I us think soon. so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, make sure and do a uh, make sure and uh, you know when you listen to it to rate us and rate us on you know, I, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Uh, I got it. It Apparently help. it helps. I don't know exactly know how, but algorithmically or somehow it helps us. If you listen to this podcast and plenty of you who have already rated us and written reviews, you don't have to write a review, but it would be very appreciated if you go on there and give us five stars. If if all of you listening went on there, and I, that's asking a lot. Uh, but you gave us uh, five stars. Who knows? Within seven or eight years, we could be making a small amount of money. The sky's the limit. The yeah. sky's the limit. That the would be great. The ceiling's the limit. Sorry, uh, there's a glass ceiling that's the limit here for us. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks to all the people who've helped us, like you know, make music and logos. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Corey J. Brewer yeah. again, and uh, Will Long for the for the logo. So now we got <laughs> now we got that out of the way. Uh, next episode, what are we are we calling this something or is I don't just know what we're gonna call it yet, but it's gonna be like some like 90s, '90s indie crime. '90s, ca- it's like '90s caper movies, kind of. I wanted crime to do movies. the usual suspects because it, this reminded me of that. I think this was basically the trying primal, to ride the on that. Primal fear. Uh, yeah. Uh, twist ending, and also the fact that like California was a movie that was a bomb when it came out, but kind of found a life on home video, which yeah. is a thing that doesn't happen now. Is the, the Usual Suspects only exists in our minds because of home video? That's right. Um, so we're doing Usual Suspects, Killing Zoe, and Romeo is bleeding. Mm. So that'll be good. A trip yeah. down memory lane. <laughs> I don't think I, I'm pretty sure I won't like any of these movies as much as when I was. I, kn- I know I won't like two of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll find out which two next time. Until then, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>